everybody. You are listening to episode 128 of the OKBs podcast, a weekly show where we get together to talk about the biggest topics in video games and culture. I'm one of your hosts, Alex Van Aken, and this week I am joined by Blessing Adewiye Jr. What is going on, Blessing? Alex Van Aken. Hmm. Do you think we use too many uh, racial and, and hardcore explicit sexual jokes on OK Beast? Yeah. yeah same. Same. What are you going to do about it? Uh, I'm going to pull out my big black baseball bat. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> we are also joined by my stepdaddy, the man who is married to my mother, Brandon Wilson. Hello. How are you? <laughs> I'm not sure I know how to follow that, so I'm just going to shut up. <laughs> Rounding us out today, we have Platano Ranger, aka Moises Tavares. What's up, Moises? And the crowd goes wild. <sighs> this is where everyone turns <sighs> off their podcast. Yeah. <laughs> this is like, the skip forward 30 seconds button. <laughs> How are you, Moises? I'm good. How are you? Uh I'm I'm not great, but you know, I'm here. I'm alive. Today we <laughs> today was like uh, the, a day from hell. My car broke down um, because somebody left the lights on for two days, and so the power locks don't even somebody. work. <laughs> <laughs> Are you gonna call your, your wife like that? Oh, I thought he was calling out Hazel. Oh, I don't even <laughs> yeah, believe that it's Kayla. I'm pretty sure that it was Al. Yeah, it sounds like something Alex would do. It wasn't me. Uh, it wasn't me. <laughs> Na, 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 I didn't touch that car. Um, and then uh, what? Ha- what else happened? So I Ubered to work. Forgot my lunch. It started. There was like six inches of snow on the ground. Um, And then I found out that the company car that Kayla's uh, company gave to us, we have to pay for the property taxes on it. And I was expecting like 200 bucks. And Kayla was like, oh, do you you, want to know how much it was? I was like, yeah, what was like three or four hundred? She's like nine hundred dollars. And I was like, awesome. (laughs) Patreon.com slash OK Beast. Yeah. (laughs) Get please, the show early. Please get us with <laughs> give that, us money with those hard-earned dollar bills. <laughs> In all seriousness, I actually did. I got to play some games this week. Uh, it, we've kind of been busy behind the scenes here at OKBs, getting ready, gearing up for the year. Um, so I haven't really been playing any single-player games. I'm on the precipice of getting games. I, I bought The Witcher Three yesterday, the Game of the Year edition that comes with uh, Hearts of Stone and blood and wine so i'm gonna play through that this year that's my goal i've been wanting to play that for i booted it up last year actually to start it up again i was like you know this is gonna be like i I gotta restart this whole thing and i'm just gonna wait till i get the pc but i finally bought it yesterday gonna play through that soon um but i've been playing some smash bros getting good at diddy kong yeah i kind of yeah i kind of yeah diddy kong (laughs) what a weird choice i was with you at smash until you said diddy kong who uses diddy kong (laughs) I do. I use so I use Diddy Kong and Shulk. Wasn't Diddy Kong um, like S tier though in in, uh, in the one you, on Wii U? Pretty yeah, sure he was. So. so I've been I've been looking at a lot of like uh, tutorials on like how to get good at like his combos. I'm just like, wait, there's there's combos in Smash. Oh, there absolutely <laughs> are. Yeah. And so I am I am trying. I've got like one or two combos down. And I'm still sucking, but I'm getting better. Oh man, as Diddy Kong. was a plus tier, yeah, yeah, he's still there. pretty good from what I've gathered. All right, so he, I just keep like, I just gotta get used to him because two of his best moves are, I mean, his, his smash moves are pretty good. He's got like one that dashes across the screen and hits you, yep. and the other, his up B is like, uh, he gets on the rockets. And yeah, like I was gonna say, is it still his air. rocket pack? 
Yeah, and I'm having trouble sometimes on small maps, either uh, forward being off the map or like up being, but you like can, it's like a guided missile almost, mm-hmm. and like flying off the map, so uh, and not having to recover. So I'm I'm still getting the hang of that on smaller maps, but I'm having a lot of fun with Smash Bros. I still haven't touched World of Light, but I've been playing uh, online, and I've kind of got I got like the the Smash Bros. taste again because I had like a little get together at my house uh, last weekend. And so like some of the listeners of this podcast came, um, actually mostly that, but it, we had a great time, like hung out with Ryan Othman, John Maddock, Luke, of course, um, and a few others, some local friends kind of reconnected. We all played smash for like four or five hours. Uh, it was awesome. And so I, after that, I was like, all right, I think I'm, I think I'm going to get good at smash because Ryan Othman was just tearing me a new one with Ganondorf, mm. uh, which is a hard person to tear you a new one with. I feel like. Ganondorf's all right. He's pretty good. He was, dude. He was, he was, he was doing some good stuff. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, so I, I, I'm kind of like feeling the Smash Bros hype. So if anybody wants to play, and you have decent internet, let me know. You know who, who you should get good with is <laughs> Inkling, because I've been playing against um, AJ from Fanatics Four, and that dude has a nasty Inkling. And I feel like if you get the flow down, Inkling might be easier to use and get like really good with because. Uh, their side B is like it's it's dumb. Basically, like there's a way Inkling puts their opponent into the ground and then like s- sticks you there, and then you can like smash them, and it, it it's ridiculous. Yeah, I played as her a couple times, and I suck, but I I can <laughs> see why she's good, and I know I've seen some plays from other people, like some clips or whatever, mm-hmm. and so that I I'm also uh kind of ashamed, but I love King K. Rule. He's super easy to use, oh, yeah. and I like King K. Rule is like everybody. I think King K. Rule might be like, or at least he was when the game came out. He was like the first person that people were like, "Oh, this guy is like sick." Um, yeah, if I yeah. play King K. Rule, I can win the game usually. Mm-hmm. I just feel bad because everybody hates me because I'm using King K. Rule. I mean, the secret to Smash is that no matter who you use, eventually They're people will hate you. you. Yeah, no, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Like try playing Bowser and see how people feel. <laughs> Mm. <laughs> playing Kirby P- Pikachu, spam that or down Pikachu, beat? yeah. And eventually, mm. you learn to hate everything. If you're a character who has a bow and arrow, so Pit or or Link, we hate you. Or Diddy Kong, mm-hmm. yeah. If you're a Mr. Game and Watch, gun. I hate you. You, if you're if you're playing Mr. Game and Watch, you might hate yourself too. That's you, honestly. Also, did if you guys see, see that thread this week? We about, did like, see the mean thread. Oh, I did. Yeah. What, you, what your Smash main says about you? Yeah, no. People people who play Game & Watch are statistically like not content with life, but that's <laughs> neither here nor there. What uh, what games have you been playing this week? Blessing, I know Travis Strikes Again came out. Yeah, I think you picked that up, right? How's that going? Um, Man, I've been... I, I'm so many places with this game. And so like, if you know me... Um, you know that I'm a big fan of No More Heroes uh, and Suda 51 um, and Grasshopper Games, I guess. Uh, and No More Heroes 1 and 2 on Wii, absolutely loved, absolutely, yeah. absolutely like fell in love with. Um, they're some of my favorite games on Wii. And we'll talk about a little, about, a little bit about Wii a little bit later. Um, looking forward to this game, or leading up to this game, I was like, I'm curious I'm kind of excited, but I'm cautiously optimistic because mm. uh, Travis Strikes Again, No Way Heroes is a, a spinoff, I guess, is, is, is the way to put it. It's essentially it's in the No More Heroes franchise, but it's a different game. It's not the 
um, the character action game, Devil May Cry-ish uh, kind of game that No More Heroes 1 and 2 are. Uh, Travis Strikes Again is like a top-down game that is like inspired by uh, a lot of indie games that have been coming out in the modern generation. Um, and it's essentially like just a, a, a spinoff side title um, that they seemingly wanted to make for cheap for whatever reason it may, uh, it may have been. Um, playing it, it is a it is not a good playing game um and like low-key like leading this week leading up to this podcast i was like ready to come on this podcast and be like yo this game is trash it's horrible it's garbage um and i've been trying to keep myself from doing that um especially because i know people work hard on these games and like i i couldn't make this game uh no matter how much time you gave me um there are some good things about this game like the style is great it's no more heroes and it keeps i think it keeps up with the style of no more heroes uh pretty well the soundtrack is absolutely phenomenal i think the writing is still great uh they still got it and they're doing like the meta thing because like no more heroes is all about like making fun of video games and kind of like pointing the finger at itself and breaking the fourth wall uh mm-hmm. they keep up with that and they do it pretty well um it's just the gameplay that is just very boring tedious it's i was telling you guys before the podcast that like essentially there's six levels um they're set up as like oh we're gonna give you six different games to play within this game uh and so the whole thing is that is that travis uh touchdown who's the name of the first which is the name of the, uh, the um main character travis uh has this haunted game console called the death drive um and uh bad man uh comes uh to tr- I just realized it's going to sound very insane as I'm, as I'm speaking about it. Batman mm-hmm. comes to Travis's trailer to try and kill him because Travis in the first No More Heroes game killed Bad Girl, who's Batman's daughter. Um, <clears throat> and so <laughs> they both get sucked into the death drive. <laughs> um, and essentially they, <laughs> they, they make their way. Th- and then Goofy shows up. <laughs> yeah. It, they, make, they make their way through these six games. Um, but the six games are like, they're the same game. They're just six different levels that like have six different distinct, I guess, styles to them. But they're essentially they're the same game. They have all the same combats, all the same controls. You level up through the games. There, it's all the same thing. Uh, so I don't, I don't know why they kind of advertise as like, oh, you're gonna be, be playing the six different indie games. No, there's six of the same game, but just six different levels. Uh, six different concepts, I guess, to them because like one, the first level is just a straight up like beat them up. You get to the end, fight a boss. The second level is like more of a still the beat-em-up thing but it's more of a top-down puzzle where like you're trying to solve the level you're playing is a puzzle that you're solving and then you get to the end and you fight a boss and the third level uh is some more beat-em-up stuff fight a boss um the levels are really long like they overstay their welcome way too long uh and you don't like the save states uh are not good as far as like it the ch- like the checkpointing I feel like there are, there's like 30 minutes an hour in between sometimes uh, between getting to two save points. Um, and it's upsetting because like in 2019, I don't want to like be married to playing a game for uh, for an hour long session before I'm able to dip out and do something else and um, be able to do what I want to do. And so uh, that's a bummer. The combat itself is kind of monotonous uh it's a weird thing where you hold down the y button to do your light attack instead of like tapping the y button which is fine Mm -hmm. but it the way it feels as you're playing it's like you hold it down and travis just uh, a travis swings swings his arms like left and right and like you run around while swinging your arms and it's like that's not it's it's not really fun to do it feels like it, it almost feels like i'm just cleaning up the areas at some point Mm-hmm. um the heavy attack is like you tap to do the heavy attack 
Um, and that has hints of fun in it, but it's at the same time, like the enemy design is so generic. Essentially, you're fighting these video game bugs, um, these bugs that manifest manifest themselves as enemies. Um, and so you go around and fight those, but like they're all kind of samey and they don't have any personality to them because it's not like they're characters. They're just like they're like I guess buggy. They don't like have mm. like any like dialogue or character to them really. Um, and yeah, like I don't know. It's 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 a bummer to me because like everything everything else in the game, like like I said before, the writing, even like the references to indie games. Like there's a cool thing in this game where you can buy shirts and different clothing for Travis, and each of the shirts are different indie games. And this is like the thing that while playing this game that blew my mind uh, because as I scrolled down like the list of shirts you can buy for Travis, there was like there was Undertale, there was Hotline Miami, there was um, a Fury, there was. Uh, golf story they're like name any indie game and is like that name like the first 10 indie games that come to your mind and probably at least like five of those are in this game as shirts that you can purchase salt and sanctuary is in there um and like miami yeah like hotline miami i forget what other ones off the top of my head but there's a lot um like i think splunky is probably in there probably um is master chief in there master chief is not in there unfortunately no is limbo Uh, in there limbo might be in there I think I think I might have seen them. Like I can't even pull the. Where's my switch? Oh, my switch is in my dock. I'm not gonna just go, go down the list. That would be the whole podcast. <laughs> like I could like open up my switch and be like, okay, this is in here. This is in here. and like it's a it's a it's an impressive amount of like indie games that they're that they were able to get in in there and able to represent. Um, but like it, and I don't I don't want to like put out like. I don't want to sound. I don't want to make Suda sound shitty or like or make anybody at Grasshopper Games sound shitty because like I don't I don't like putting that on people. But like it's almost as if like somebody was like, "Hey, Suda, we can make an indie game," and like they tried it, not realizing that indie games take work to make and like actually need good game design behind them to like be fun. Like mm-hmm. I don't, it just feels like a I don't want to say shallow attempt because there is heart, there's heart in it. The gameplay is just not fun or interesting um and very repetitive and takes a long time um and even this last thing i'll I'll touch on between levels they have like this visual novel aspect where they uh travis like jumps out the the death death driver whatever um and you go to your motorcycle and it's like it has a thing that a prompt that pops up that uh, that says play travis strikes back um, which is like I guess a spinoff of Travis Strikes again. I don't know. They don't really explain it, but essentially what Travis Strikes Back is is there are these interstitials between the main game um, that happen between each level where it turns into a visual novel and like an old school visual novel. Like the screen and the text is like black and green, um, and yes. essentially telling the story about like how Travis goes and explores and finds these uh, how he finds these different death balls. Which I don't know what death balls do. Like I couldn't bring it to myself to pay att- pay enough attention. Uh, he has really... to collect all seven to, so that he can make a wish. Is that is that what? It, wait, uh, it could be. I don't ball? know. it's definitely a dragon ball. Maybe you know because like I like I'll, I think the death balls help defeat the death drive. I have no idea. Um, but and like and like some of the things that happen are pretty wacky. And they have they make they make jokes like oh I, we just want to get the people the players that are playing this just want to get to the action. Why are you doing all this talking? And I'm like oh yeah you're making that joke but you're still doing the talking and I don't understand mm. why you just don't like. They, they they point the finger at themselves and they make those self-aware jokes but they still do the thing that is making me not like the thing that i'm doing um mm-hmm. and so yeah i couldn't re- really recommend this game to anybody who may not be into no more heroes like for the average person i'm like yo just don't waste your time with this game but if you're really into no more heroes then i 
I think I very well could recommend it because it does have like the heart and soul of No More Heroes in it from its writing and its presentation and all that stuff. But it's just the gameplay is a bummer. Um, I think I'm probably going to finish it. Um, That I guess that says how much I really like No More Heroes. Mm. But yeah. Now he um, Suda was pretty much saying that he was putting this game out to see if there was going to be an audience for No More Heroes three. Um. Do you think this is gonna find that audience? There is, I don't know, man. There's because I think I think it's gotten buried. I I think people who I, I think people who did love No More Heroes one and two will probably show up for this game, but I don't know how many people that, that like I don't know how many people were into No More Heroes one and two mm. uh, in terms of like how popular it was to like a wide audience. Like I know like there's a niche audience. There's like a I guess a cult following for No More Heroes. Uh, and I think most people who played No More Heroes, most most people who are familiar with it, really liked it. Um, I don't know if people liked it enough to play a mediocre No More Heroes game, um, and so we'll have to see. But there, what there is like, I like went on YouTube to watch this. There is an interesting after credits teaser of like I think after you beat the after you beat the game, I guess slight spoilers for uh, Travis Strikes again if you care enough to finish it. Um, I guess fast forward thirty seconds, but after the credits essentially you can trigger a thing where um or no i think what is after you beat the game a character shows up um and you can talk to that character the character is shinobi from no more heroes one and two um you talk to shinobi shinobi rolls the credits then after the credits you just appear on like an unreal engine like um i guess blank like um you know how like how the the um i don't know what what, what to call them like the, the line le- levels where like you open up like a new game on unreal and it's just like here's where you're gonna make your game like the em- like an empty space i don't know mm-hmm. what they're called you know what i'm talking about though i kind of mm-hmm. know what you're talking about yeah like basically think you just you just click the you just click the new file button in unreal engine like a grid uh, work open plane kind of yes thing. Yeah. exactly yes yeah. i can think of the word grid for some reason but basically you appear in that as Travis and the camera, instead of being top down is now behind the back. Uh, and it's like, you, and apparently you control it like a different game and like, you can walk up to like this mannequin thing. And then once you do, um, Travis like looks at the camera and is like, Hmm, you know where we are, right? We're in development. And then like, it's then it cuts. Oh my God. And so <laughs> <laughs> like, it's cheesy um, in a way that's very No More Heroes. But like, I guess that confirms that they're making No More Heroes 3, I assume. It could um, be it. Yeah. Yeah. Or a new game. Who knows? But it seems out. If I had to guess, I would guess that there's going to be No More Heroes 3. I sure hope so. I really, I hope so too. I need to play through those games. I was telling you before the podcast. Yeah. I've, I've always been a fan of those games from afar, but I think the first one came out in 2008 and in 2008 I was mm. 11 and could mm. not walk into a store oh. and and buy that. Yeah, no, I was young in 2008. God. I'm a baby. Cute God. little Moises. Yeah, Man. I'm a small child. Boy. I can't talk. I was probably 14 in 2008. Yeah, you were just a little older than me. Yeah. Like, it's, it's not that. I was a sophomore in high school. I had mad pimples in 2008. <laughs> <laughs> and it's all over. Mm. Well, well, I'm sorry. Travis Strikes Again isn't amazing. Yeah, but it's good enough that you you want to see it through. Yeah, yeah. I think it's of. just more of a testament to like how much of a fan he is than the than the, actual the quality game. of the game. It, like it's not it's not the worst. Like 
it's not like I, I, it's not like I, I feel punishment while playing the game. It's not that bad, but it's just not like I do have thoughts at times where I'm like, why did you make this? Um, which I guess yeah, is a testament to how much I, how much of a fan I am. But hmm. yeah, it's fine. It's just fine. It's it's fine. It's fine. It's no more than fine. Like it's not even touching anything more than fine. I guess is what I'll say. Brandon, tell me about Switchblade. I know that game came out this week and you got a copy of it. Um, well, it's a free game, but you got like a copy of, I don't know. Tell me, tell me about the game. <laughs> so, um, a lot of people on Twitter know Shinobi 602. He's the guy that has the Twitter avatar. That's like Newman, um, from Seinfeld. Uh, yeah. he, he's working with, um, Wushu studios who is kind of like partner partnering up with lucid games and Lucid Games uh, just released um, Switchblade to free-to-play. Um, so I, I did receive a code from Shinobi, and that code like includes uh, a bunch of like skins and and so forth that you wouldn't you wouldn't get you know from the uh, free-to-play um, base game. Um, so thanks thanks a lot for uh, from Shinobi for that. Um, definitely appreciate that. But I, I've been so. Yeah. What is Switchblade, real quick, before you get started? Um. Well, Switchblade is uh, the best way, and and I'm gonna write down some of these uh, some of these thoughts, and and hopefully share something on the site here soon. But um, Switchblade to me is very much like if you were to smash together um, uh, Overwatch and uh, Rocket League. That's the best way that I can put it. So. Um, oh my god. Yeah. It's a vehicular oh combat my God. game. Say yeah, that so again, it, but like very slowly and whisper it very closely to the mic. Overwatch. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, and Rocket League. Oh, there it is. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> so I, it, it, it's, it's very interesting in the fact that, um, you know, when you play Rocket League, you, you very much get this feel of like a, um, like a, a futuristic sporting event. Like you could actually be sitting in the yeah. crowd and, and kind of um, being involved in this. And uh, Switchblade does an awesome job of kind of capturing that feeling. Um, uh, Lucid Games, just a little uh, back history. Um, Lucid Games is, was kind of founded by some of the original guys that were from uh, a studio called Bazaar that did Project Gotham Racing and uh another game called blur so they're they're oh, um, i like blur Blur's yeah, so, good yeah so they're very much into uh and project gotham racing was was good um they're very much into um you know they're they're very familiar with <laughs> things with wheels um mm, mm, mm. so uh switchblade is is really essentially like if you were playing overwatch and and uh and uh added in the you know the added customization and the uh the fun physics and so forth of of um rocket league um there's so why do you say overwatch is it like a team are you like escorting something or is like yeah it's class based it's very much moba so like um you have you have different classes you have you have tanks uh you have healers you have like dps type people um and there's lots of different types of vehicles, uh, lots of customization to the vehicles. You can even customize your driver to look different. Um, 
and you have mobs and the mobs are the only thing like uh, each team has a tower and the mobs are the only things that can attack the tower. Um, but there are turrets at each tower that are trying to take out the mobs. So your job uh, as a driver is to try to take out the turrets to give your mobs time enough to knock to out the destroy tower. the tower. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. It sounds like a MOBA. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So it's, um, I, I, uh, historically i haven't played um a a lot of mobas of you know that are identical to that um but Mm -hmm. i know that that's kind of like the formula of uh of really what a moba is um so this is this is very much that on wheels um i I, i'm having a ton of fun with it um I, i initially it was a uh it was a released in early access and basically this this launch was them going full free to play so it's like openly available now um okay. on PC and and uh on PS4 mm-hmm. what is um what is it being like on wheels and in cars do for the MOBA formula cuz like those games are pretty slow and i imagine like it would speed it up but is it a significant thing or is that or is like the cars thing more of an aesthetic sort of? It is. Um, it's not. I would say that it's not drastically um, sped up. OK, uh, it is 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 fairly still fairly slow paced. But as you would kind mm-hmm. of expect from um, from what you would get with adding wheels to anything, it it, uh, it <laughs> does have a, uh, a tad bit of a, uh, a of a pace increase. Um, okay. Like I All said, right. I, I haven't played a whole lot of MOBAs, um, but from from what I What's, understand, it it is uh, it is amped a bit. What is the like the duration between each wave of mobs? Like once they get wiped out, what's the timing on the next set getting to the to the tower? Like a minute, thirty seconds, or is it quicker than that? I you know I. I don't know that I really put a lot of thought into, uh, you know, the timing on on that sort of thing. Um, That's fine. I was curious to see, like, I was trying to weigh it against something like uh, Heroes of the Storm. It, or, in most or of the matches awesome that I've been, Nots it's been or it's Paragon. Been, rest in it, peace. It, it seemed uh, it seemed fairly constant. So either I really okay. suck, which is 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 highly no uh, no highly mobs, possible. Mobs but, die um, a lot. Like that's that's not that's not on you. That mobs just die a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, I played, uh, what was that? Um, what was the unreal? It starts with a Paragon. P. Yeah. Paragon. So I played yeah. a little bit of Paragon and that's really the only comparison that I have to it. And, and this is, this is faster paced than Paragon. Like, uh, at least from what I remember of Paragon, this is faster paced than that. So mm-hmm. it, it seemed like, uh, in Paragon, there were periods of time where I wasn't fighting anything and there wasn't like, um, there wasn't any mobs around, um, and and I did play Paragon early stages, um, mm-hmm. but this is this seems like it's almost constant. Okay, I hmm. forgot. Did you mention earlier? Uh, is it free to play or uh, does it cost? It, it is, is free to play. There there is a core free okay. to play um, file, but they also have like the. You know how um, most free to play they have like founder packs where you get additional skins and and mm, yeah. and so forth. So um, there there are there are ones that you can pay for, and I think currently in the PS4 store 
it uh, I don't think they've fixed the naming of it. So I think it still says early access, but it is it's, it's a full release uh, free to play. I think um, hmm. I think they're still like hammering out some of the stuff with the PS4 store. But uh, yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. I think was that was it released? Was that a um, was it today or was it very recent that it released? It was I think it was midnight uh, the night before last. Okay, because I saw a trailer like a second or something uh, on the PlayStation YouTube channel because uh, I'm subscribed, um, and I was like, "Oh man, this looks interesting." And so I, I was, I'm excited to hear you talk about it because I was curious. I think it would be like I, I'm playing pickup games with people that I haven't ever played with, obviously, but um, I think it'd be really cool to play with people that you know and and can anticipate like what types of things that they would do. And they, there's different ways that you can play it too. So you can play co-op with a, a co-op against uh, the AI, uh, or you can play, obviously you can play against other people. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's something that I haven't uh, traditionally played that much of, but um, it, it's definitely something that I'm very interested in and I'm having a lot of fun kind of learning it. So there's, that's another thing I want to mention too, is like, you know, rocket league, uh, it's very accessible for people that are brand new to it, but it, it also has like these dynamics that once once you kind of master the these dynamics, it takes you to a whole new level. This fear feels very much like that. So there's hmm. there's the basics of uh, of driving and shooting like anybody can pick up that and understand it. But there's I, I, there's nuances that I feel that um, once you once you get deeper into the game and kind of master those pieces of it. Uh, that it that it kind of opens up like a whole new uh, way of playing. So I'm looking forward to kind of learning more about how those uh, nuances play together. Um, but yeah, it's super cool so far. Dope. I'm interested in, in seeing more of it, especially like I I after Onrush, I'm like, man, I like these vehicular combat games. Yeah. Um, and we we made so comparisons to on uh, from Onrush. We made comparisons to Overwatch, and I think uh, you know for obvious reasons. I think this this game is much more like Overwatch because it's you know that yeah. that uh, that that same type of gameplay ex- except it's except it's on wheels. So hmm. that seems cool. Yeah. Um, you've all have you also been playing Black Ops Four? I know I kind of dove in. I dove in last night for the first time since beta. I mean, I've played it since the beta on PS4, but um, I actually, around Christmas, I, I gave that copy to Brandon and then I got an Xbox version so I could play with Colin um, and some and Josh and a few other people. I'm having trouble, Brandon. <laughs> I don't know what your experience is like. I found I haven't played on an Xbox controller in so long. I now suck with an Xbox controller, which is heartbreaking. I kind of. <laughs> You're having such an identity crisis now being able to use an Xbox controller right? like you used like, to. It's like, what is this trash? I was a Who guy. am I anymore? I can't. <laughs> I need a touchpad. I'm having trouble <laughs> for different reasons. Like I, um, give me a pro controller. It it doesn't it doesn't feel like black. It doesn't feel like Call of Duty to me. It doesn't feel like Black Ops to me. Like it it just. I don't know. Something just. Well, which mode are you playing? God, I know that feeling, Brandon. Like, <laughs> just in life in general, I have a, I have a thought of like, this isn't Black Ops. That's <laughs> how so much I love Call of Duty Black Ops. My wedding night. That's what I said. <laughs> oh my I was god! Like, this, is, this is great, but this isn't this isn't Black Ops. 
<laughs> so, are you, and I, why are you playing Blackout or are you playing the multiplayer? I, I've played I played a fair amount of both. Um, so okay, I, I I really suck at Blackout. So I I didn't have anybody else. I didn't have anybody else to play with. Um, <laughs> so, so I I kind of like took a break from Blackout and went back to normal multiplayer. And I've been playing a lot of team deathmatch. And I, I I seem to like feel more familiar in in team deathmatch uh, or mul- like standard multiplayer in general. Um, but yeah, I think there's a big play feel difference in those between like multiplayer and blackout. Yeah, I agree. I totally agree with that. So like the blackout does not feel like does not feel like Call of Duty like in the slightest to me. Blackout almost feels like they took auto aim off or not auto aim aim assist off. Like it's still there, but it seems like it's a lot lower of a of a cranked upness. <laughs> That's my favorite term. Um, <laughs> so I feel like Black Ops for multiplayer, the aim assist is is higher than in Blackout, and I feel like also the time to kill in Blackout is extended because obviously, like in, in like regular deathmatch, like because I swapped between the two last night. Cause I was playing blackout and I was like, man, I'm struggling here. Uh, and so I switched to normal multiplayer to kind of just get the aim down again, get you my aim down and, and kind of learn to move. And I was like, Oh, like this is feels way different. Not only like instant enemies instantly die in multiplayer mode, like two shots, you know, whereas blackout is like a, it's a job to kill somebody. Yeah, sometimes I, I play two different, uh, two different ways in those two different modes. So like, Blackout and even even Fortnite and and PUBG, I'm very much uh, land on the outskirts and work my way in, and I'm not really fighting until I I reach a, a, a small circle, um, and that's always worked out pretty well for me. Um, I, I I did finally talk uh, talk my my buddy Jimmy into getting um, Black Ops Four, so. Uh, we have been playing some duos on uh, Blackout, and it's gotten a little bit better just because I I know like what to anticipate from him. Um, so that's kind of helped my experience with with Blackout. But um, I I I feel like Blackout uh, doesn't lend itself well, as well to landing on the outskirts as Fortnite and PUBG d- did or do. Um, like I, there's been many, many instances uh, in Blackout where I land on the outskirts and I literally have to go uh, to to Australia <laughs> to get back in the circle. <laughs> um, whereas Fortnite, I, I feel like Fortnite is much better about managing. Like, there's very rare times where uh, the the circle is like su- super crazy far away. Uh, mm-hmm. I feel like it happens a whole lot more in, in blackout. Yeah. Um, and think, that really sucks blackout, for my type of play style. Yeah. I think, I think blackout's weird in that it specifically wanted to be like as fan servicey as possible. Yeah. And so they decided to shoehorn in like as many classic maps that people love as they could, mm-hmm. but then to realistically do that and then to like reproportion those to actually you know, house what a hundred players like in in a map. Like they had to like stretch those maps out a bit. They had to add like a lot of sort of yeah, and to make it look realistic between. on the map too. Like you can't you can't exactly. have a, a 
you know, you can't have a, 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 a dock right beside a, you know, the expensive estate homes or whatever. Yeah, like, exactly. It just wouldn't be. So right. like they had, they had to like rationally connect all of it. And then like also they wanted it to be the biggest map in Battle Royale yeah. with like the most ways of getting around. And I think that's like sort of not worked right. all that well for Blackout. I would that, agree 100%. Yeah, it kind of kills the pace of any game. Um, like I, I, I specifically when I played, I would try to land as close to the middle actually as possible um, because I didn't want to get caught out in the middle of nowhere because the map had to be the biggest thing in the world. Yeah. Um, and so I, I found that that's how to get around that, but also that's not like a good, that's like a, it's like a homemade fix for like a long-term problem. Right. Um, it'd be interesting to see like how they adapt to like the Fortnite model of actually updating the map and seeing if like maybe parts of the map go away and like it contracts actually. Um, because I, I mean, I don't. I haven't played Blackout since basically release, but um, I would have. I would have enjoyed that experience much more if it were more consolidated. You still than have it, it Moises. Is. Um. Yeah, I have Black Ops through a friend. <laughs> I didn't buy it myself, but we share an account, and right. he he buys a lot of video games. So like, I could download it and play it, but um, it's not currently on my PS4 because that thing is a hundred gigs. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> Yeah, I, if if you ever get into a position where you want to play, and and Alex has abandoned me, so he's gone to Xbox. Mm, um, mm. So I literally gave you the game. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he did actually give me the game, and I I really appreciate that, Al. I wish I could play with you though. Um, yeah, but mm. you know. Well, if I ever find myself downloading again, I will hit you up. Pop yeah, up. yeah, please do. Alex, Alex, how is, uh, let me just ask you real quick. How is your, um, how has your experience changed now that you can play with, um, Flip and, and, uh, Josh and, and Colin? Uh, what, in Blackout? Yeah. Uh, I still suck. I suck <laughs> less when I play with Josh. <laughs> um, because he is like the map down and the rotations down for the most part. Um, it's just my, honestly, it's the basics that are, I'm so rusty on Xbox controller. That's literally why I'm having a hard time. Like I, I think once I can, if I, if I commit to playing it more and just playing Xbox again in general shooter games, mm -hmm. I think I can adjust. It's just going for, I forgot, like I just hold a controller way differently with like on an Xbox controller than a PS controller. And I'm like finding myself not holding the Xbox controller how I used to. And it's like throwing me off. Like where, am I, where I put my thumbs. It's like, it's, yeah. Like Moises said earlier, it's an identity crisis. <laughs> <laughs> Very much so. Mm. Uh, and I'm struggling with it. <laughs> but I'm, I'm going to stick to it, I think, and, and get better. But they definitely make it easier when, when you have somebody who can like uh, sharpen you through the experience. Um, but Moises, how is Metro 2033? It just I'm, finished it. I'm about... Did you? Yeah, you just finished, finished it. it like two hours before. Wait, how long, how long is it? Um, it's maybe eight hours. Oh, I might play this game. Um, and from what it. I hear, from what I hear, Last Light is like similarly sized too. Oh man, that's calling my name. I might play yeah. those games. You should actually, because now that I have finally played Metro Twenty Thirty Three, I can finally say that's a that's a pretty good game. Um. I I still think it's sort of janky, but 
not not as much as I initially thought when I first played it like a year or two ago. Um, I found it much more doable to play it this time around. I think I was also much less scared of the game because um, you you sort of go into it thinking it's going to be like a, a survival game. It's a horror game. Uh, it's a first person game. And we sort of know how like first person horror survival games play out. So and, and I'm, I'm a scaredy cat, so I don't really play too many horror games. Um, but it's not so much that um, so much as it is just like a, a survival shooter set in like the underground tunnels, which means that like the environments get like really tired really quick. Um, but that game's pace is like actually pretty good. You know, like it moves along at a good clip. Uh, like the characters, the story is like whatever. I feel like people really like the story and I could not figure out why exactly. Cause it was, it was boring really. Um, but it kept me moving from place to place. Um, from like a tense, like standoff in a closed off tunnel to like, a like a runaway minecart sort of turret sequence to like full-on survival experiences like when you go above surface and you're actually having to survive in like the radiated uh like cold of russia um it moves you it moves you through a lot of those environments and a lot of those situations like at a good enough clip that i enjoyed my experience with it um it also helped that the game was pretty short um yeah it's like six to eight hours something like that um and if you're gonna play last light i i actually just started last light uh as well like two hours ago because i was just like i kind of want more um so after after finishing it i immediately booted that up and there's no discernible like difference as far as i could see in the beginning um i think the shooting feels like a little tighter but it's nothing to write home about so far i do get the impression though that like they're going for more story in this one because there seems like there's a lot more personal stakes in it which is a thing that i would hope that they do um and i'll i'll report back in next time and tell you how like the story works out uh because a disappointing thing is that like they bounce you around between a lot of different characters in 2033 and none of them really make too good of an impression before they're gone or dead or you know they just have to be off screen the main character himself isn't compelling because he only talks in the loading screens for some reason. Like they voice acted him, but they only voice acted him for 15 seconds at a time for some reason. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm hoping that his character gets more fleshed out and that there's more story there. Um, and it seems to be working off of like some of the more interesting things that 2033 was barely about. So I'm looking forward to getting into that. And then I can tell you guys all about that. But yeah, if you want like a a short game that's a pretty tense shooter, um, and that is more forgiving than I thought it would be on some of the lower difficulties, you should absolutely play them if you're looking forward to Metro Exodus. Nice. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah, I bought them uh, last weekend. I'm I'm about to install them, and I hope I like them. I played it on, I played it one of them on Xbox or something like mm-hmm. the first hour or so. And I enjoyed it. Yeah. I just fell off of it. Um, or I wasn't really even trying to get into the game. I was just curious at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm excited now that I'm kind of have a motivation 
because I want to play Exodus. Um, Hell yeah, so you want to play Exodus? Yeah, I do. I really do. Uh, also, I found out like, I, I mean, I didn't find out. I knew about this, but it kind of, it's just now hitting me how many games I want to play the week of February 15th. Yeah, yeah, you're not getting to all of those. You know that, right? <laughs> yeah, I know I'm not. So I'm just trying to... I'm, I might hold off on Metro until like March, but then there's second... Or, I don't know, And there's man. Division. And there's Division. Maybe Metro is April for me. I don't know. Okay. Yeah, I what I'm doing, like, man. Only play, only play Jump Force, and then after that, play Mortal <laughs> Kombat 11. Only those two games in the spring. Wait, when is, when is Jump Force again? Uh, Jump Force is February 15th. Oh, no. Yeah. There's so much. I mean, though... I'm still split on Anthem. I'm still split on it. Like, mm. at, like I'm at playing fir- the VIP demo, I think. At first, I was and all in, and then I hit a point where I was like, man, I don't even know if I'm in anymore. But now I'm like, I, I've been watching some previews, and I'm like, man, what if I'm in, though? <laughs> like, <laughs> what if I'm in? Um, so we'll see. I really, Anthem is close. It seems like it's. It's far, but it's not. It's, well, I feel like it's similar enough to Warframe okay and i really liked warframe and i'm and I'm like if i liked warframe i can't see a reason why i wouldn't like anthem that's kind of like the logic that my brain is kind of working on right now are you trying to trick yourself into liking <laughs> anthem i think but? so <laughs> you can I think, customize I think it's fine if you don't you know it's you'll yeah, live i just i want to like it because i really liked destiny 2 when that came out and like i also want to like it but i think i've just given up also i think i'm going to be playing metro instead so that's just my excuse and there's a chance i could get into division 2 isn't division 2 not till march yeah but that's like close enough to anthem that i could just wait for it i want to say it's march 12th or 16th yeah it's like a month after or not even a month like a few weeks after but yeah, video games. Mo- Moises, uh, before we get to announcements and everything, tell me about Final Fantasy Nine. Final Fantasy Nine is the Final Fantasy that time forgot. Um, it's it's a pretty good game. It's a pretty charming game. It's really cute. Um, I think I realized finally playing this one that I miss the hand drawn backgrounds in those games a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, they gave those games a lot more character than I feel like just normal engines with full-fledged graphics can um it's i agree that's really, why i loved uh final fantasy 7 so much like i yeah yeah I, I haven't played a whole lot of the final fantasy series but final fantasy 7 mm-hmm. like is permanently ingrained in my brain yeah those games are like weirdly beautiful yes uh despite obviously like how how old and and not not raggedy, but rugged, sort of, like they look. Um, but I am all about that appearance for some reason. I don't know. I was I was in some place called Evil Forest, and it looked pretty, and I knew that a lot of work went into it. And, like, a lot of the effects in that game still look really good, despite the fact that, obviously, it's on really aged technology. And that just, like, that effort and that work just really comes through for some reason in a way that really makes those games endearing. Uh, Final Fantasy IX, though, is not afraid to be dark as hell um, because there's already... There's a character who's already having, like, an identity crisis because some evil people are, like, mass-producing, basically, carbon copies of him to be used as weaponry. And, like, he almost feels like, well, if they're devoid of soul, then can't I be devoid of soul? 
like do people even look at me as like a person or do they look at me as like a a tool or a weapon to be used to like their own ends um and so it seems it seems more political than i thought it was going to be which is great because i'm all about that it's cute my new favorite character in the world is in it um his name is vivi um and i named my character daddy and that ruins any serious wow. line delivery in that game okay so i didn't pick the name daddy the person that I'm playing with picked the name daddy. The other character just started calling them daddy for no, no reason. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, like my, my character's name is daddy apparently in the game and it's uh, it's ruined any any serious delivery of my name in the game. But it's uh, it's a good game. I'm like 11 hours into it. Um, I asked Andrew who is the Final Fantasy 9 stan like where I am in the game and he said I'm I'm basically at the end of disc one, and there's three discs, so I think I'm moving along at a good clip for having started it. You playing like, the uh, re? Wasn't there like a redone version or something? Um, it, like upresed or something? There's they re-released it on the PS4, um, and the version that they re-released is the PC port. Um, but other okay. than that, like there's nothing really new in the game. Um, what they did do though is, and I think this is a thing that Jason Schreier might have brought up on Twitter just randomly a few weeks ago. Um, but they changed the color of like the text boxes and the menu so that instead of like looking like the colorful blue that you usually associate with Final Fantasy and that pops out more, it's these really dull, like light grays instead. And it kind of ruins going through the menus in that game, which if you know Final Fantasy, you know menus are half the game. Um, and so it's a really weird juxtaposition Nothing I between love about that. playing games like menus. Yeah. I. Those games menus are good, all right? There are such things as good menus, and the ones in Final Fantasy IX, at least this port of it, kind of suck and kind of take a little bit of that charm away, but I still like everything else about it enough that I, I'm i like literally addicted to playing it. I, I kind of want to leave now and play it, but I know that I have to do the show, so I'm just going to tough it out for you. Hmm. Hmm. I'll never play it, but it sounds interesting. Yeah, no, this is the year that I plan on playing nine, finally finishing seven, um, and finally starting six. So is I, is nine coming to Switch? Is that one of the ones that's coming? Nine or? is coming to Switch. Okay, nine, so it's only eight. Seven, like ugly, ten, ugly. and ten, two, and twelve. Hey, um, Square Enix, if you're about it, about it, bring thirteen and thirteen two and thirteen three Lightning Returns to Switch. If you're actually, about how about, about it. no? How about and, no, actually? And put it in a collection. Mm, I vote to not do that. You did not like you didn't like 13? Uh no. I mean no. I didn't like 13. I mean I I have I don't like Final Fantasy in general. 13 though has like a cool like soundtrack. <laughs> I don't I don't even I don't even necessarily have beef with 13 like most people do. I just eh. It's know. just whatever to me. We should have talked um, this through and y'all y'all decided before we actually announced that to Square Enix though. Dang, you know what? I mean, this is now this, this is turned <laughs> into a personal blessing announcement. Then, uh, Square Enix <laughs> for me, bring thirteen one through three, Lightning Returns, whatever it's called, to Switch, and I might play it. There you go. That sounds like a very good pitch. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Let's okay. get into the announcement, guys. Of course, if you're enjoying this show so far and you want to get it early every week, head over to Patreon.com/slash okbs throw us three dollars and you can get it early as well as the three dollars will get you access to our lower one dollar tier which gets you uh, a show called stir fry every month and then of course if you want to give us the max amount head over there 
$8 will get your name and the Patreon thank yous, uh, as well as at the end of our videos. Uh, and then, of course, you can review and subscribe to the show. If maybe you don't want to do that um, and you still want to help us out, that just helps us get in front of more eyes uh, on iTunes and Spotify and, and the like. Uh, I am stalling while I pull up our Patreon thank yous for January. Uh, don't forget, youtube.com slash OKBeast where you can go subscribe um, and get all of our video content. We've got more coming. Don't worry. And then uh, lastly, okbeast.com, uh, facebook.com slash okbeast, and twitter.com slash okbeast. Now is where you can go to easily keep up with the content. Now for our Patreon, thank yous for the month. Shout out to the following patrons for giving us uh, $8 or above this month, January 2019. Shout out to Aziz Tuhari, Sam Atherton, Colin Willis, Chris Nelson, Numair Osman el Ian Prischel, <laughs> Ian Prichelle, <laughs> Alex Ishmael, Elizabeth Brooke, Ali Hart, Mike Calcaterra, Ben Bellevue, Zeke Herman, Andrew Taylor, Sean Pitts, Adrian A. Rock Williams, Caesar Palafox, Christian Puente, That Mario Rivera, Ryan Othman, Rihanna, Chloe Naylor, Tom Bach, Lisa Wilson, Nathaniel Hicks, Kiss Kiss Game Game, shout out, Connor Titsworth, DJ Kento, Paul Warren, Jared Shue, Quentin Hoffman, Richard Wilcox, Dave Van Aken, Plus One Player, Sam Horton, Andrew Rennie, Brendan 8-Bit, Carl, Christopher Nunez. Thank you so much, everyone, for for uh, for donating money to us every month. And thank you to all of yeah. our patrons for your many months of support. We just had our first hosting bill come out which is the reason one of the main reasons we started patreon patreon so that we didn't have to pay for that um out of our out of our pockets anymore and so that finally happened this month and i was like man it feels good not to not to have to scrounge for money yeah (laughs) amen to that so thank you for your support everybody you keep the lights on and uh help us make doing this easier for clarification for clarification can i ask all the names that you just read they donate above a certain amount, right? Yep. Wait, all those people donate over $8? Yep. Yo, what the hell? Do you not pay I attention thought... to the Patreon? No, I didn't know that many people gave us that much. Oh, yeah. most. Pe- I think most people give us above $8. Holy shit. They're great. Yeah. yeah. God. Amen. They are. Uh, right. Let's what get it. <laughs> they don't know that they could pay a little bit more for Netflix. <laughs> 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 Hulu, you man, you get Sling TV for ten more dollars. <laughs> hey, Hulu cut their doing? price. Did you they know did that? cut their price, but yeah. don't say that on uh, this podcast because we're not trying to lose any more patrons. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. Netflix raised their price like their Netflix. Edit, edit, edit all this out, Alex Finnegan. <laughs> Let's get into the news. We got uh, a little bit of news this week. We had a Nintendo uh, indie highlights video that came out this uh, what today? I think. Um, I don't know. It's been a no, couple days ago. <laughs> couple days. It's been a long week. Dang, Alex. How yeah. long has your day been? <laughs> <laughs> it was long. Um, uh, pretty much it was like, it wasn't stealth dropped, but it was hard to find and not like prominent. It wasn't uh, advertised, it was, really. It was I mean, like, it was hey, here's some games. It was like low key. Yeah. There's like much Nintendo so. and their closest friends were like throwing a house party <laughs> and they're like, yo, just a few, <laughs> just the people we know, you know? It's unlisted on YouTube and somebody leaked it. Um, but yeah, we got an indie highlights video, couple of highlights from the indie highlight. 
uh, War Groove, which is the um, Advance Wars kind of game, is coming out uh, February 1st. We got a cinematic trailer that looked like an anime, and I'm all in. I'm ready for that game. I've been actually, when I got a GameCube, I bought Battalion Wars, um, which is kind of an Advance Wars on console. And I've I've just been itching to play Wargroove ever since I saw it. So I want it. I want it so bad. Did you know comes out February first? Did you know it's from the same developer as uh, Stardew Valley? Yeah, Chucklefish. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Chucklefish. I just I just learned that today. <laughs> or same yeah. publisher. Same publisher. Oh, same publisher. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Chucklefish is a publisher and developer, and they did. But then they they this. had that split recently, didn't they? Uh oh yeah no concerned ape did separate himself yeah he he yeah. got the publishing rights to Stardew gotcha yeah. but yeah it's the same publisher as Stardew yes okay but still um, cool no, that yeah, game looks very. so good it we've looks, been waiting for it we've known about it for like two years I feel yeah like it's point. weird Maybe how like more. it's all of a sudden just here <laughs> like it's yeah. coming out uh, as of the time people listen to this this week it was it was supposed to be out last year twenty eighteen they just yeah. they were very quiet about it not being last uh, year. Um, and then, yeah, it finally got announced, what, a week out from its release? Hmm. I'm, I don't give a fuck. I want that game so much. Me too. In fact, one of the reasons I'm kind of holding off on playing more single player games, I know Wargroove is now, because I was like, I uh, I said I bought The Witcher. I was going to start that like this week and I still might, but then I was like, man, Wargroove is coming. Like I, I kind of just want to play play that game to completion. Just do it. Yeah, I think I'm going to so try and wrap wait. up Last Light before Wargroove comes out so that I can just give all of February to that in Final Fantasy. Mm, I think that would be good. But yeah, Wargroove's coming. A game called Double Kick Heroes. Uh, looks kind of um, like a 2D beat-em-up from what I Double saw. Double Kick Heroes is hard. I played it at PAX East last year. And that game kicked my ass. Is it's, it a 2D beat-em-up? I just saw screenshots of that one. Um, It's not a 2D beat-em-up. Uh, you're on a car that's always moving on one side of the screen. And a zombie gotcha. horde is always coming at you. Hmm. And to shoot them, you have to play a rhythm, a, like a rhythm game on the bottom of the screen. And I think oh. I played it on like a fight stick sort of because they had those set up. Um, so that's a way that you could play it, which I think would be easier because people on fight sticks are just used to playing on fight sticks in a certain sort of rhythm. Um, I've, I've, I imagine it works on a controller, obviously, and it'll tell you like what goes with what um but it's all like metal tracks as far as i remember and so it's like really super fucking demanding in that regard um it's really hard it's really fun i don't think that we got a release date on that one but i'm also looking out for that because that's a good game this looks like a Mm. it looks like a days gone clone Mm, yeah no exactly (laughs) that's the game that they were trying to make yeah and sony pushed the, the the last of us aesthetic on it we also got, uh, we didn't get, but we found out about Ski Lifts Go Wrong, which kind of looks like um, the the bridge game, Bridge Constructor, mm-hmm. a little bit. Um, but you're on ski lifts. You're on like a ski resort. I imagine doing, it's like, the jumps. same studio. Yeah, it looks like identical almost. Yeah, those games all look alike. I can never, I can never get behind games like that. So, but but I mean, they keep making money, so more power to them. Yeah. Um, and then we got Goat Simulator is out now yeah. on Switch. You forgot the whole name. You forgot the whole name. The Goat Simulator? <laughs> no, it's Goat Simulator. Uh, Goat Simulator the Goatee. But with, oh. yeah, no, it's good. I played Goat Simulator <laughs> when that game first came out. I had a lot of fun. Goat Simulator is awesome. 
I would go and never play people's it. butts and like fling them around. I did a let's play that never came out of Gold Simulator. Um, so did I. Yeah, did what you? would Jesus play? Should, it was my early YouTube days. We should delete or not delete. We should uh, release them at the same time. Oh man, <laughs> this is a uh, Patreon thing. Please do. <laughs> Oof, I don't thanks. know if I still have that footage. If we hit 350, you guys. I think have I might have deleted it from my, my YouTube. Uh, it was horrible, but. Uh, we also found out that CrossCode, which is a game that like literally this week everyone started talking about, and they're like, "You guys haven't heard about CrossCode? Oh <laughs> like, my yeah. gosh!" Like, and I was like, you, <laughs> what do you, do you live under a rock? <laughs> How have you not heard about CrossCode?" Uh, so I guess that the that's going to be a big game. It seems like people are calling it Zelda. <laughs> Very. Um, I call Minute Zelda. So fuck with me. Mm, mm. Mm. I don't know. It doesn't look like it's for me, but more power to y'all. Crosscode <laughs> isn't for you? Crosscode? We also found another game that probably not my, not up my alley, but I respect it. Um, we got SteamWorld Quest, which is from the, of course, SteamWorld um, series. Uh, we, yeah, from, I played uh, SteamWorld Dig 2 and I liked it. People are mad hyped um, about this. Yeah, they are. They should that be. Seems, it looks good. I like card-based RPGs. It seems cool. Wait, it's card based? Uh, yeah. Well, it's like, um, yeah, it's, what's the name of the game? Kingdom Hearts like, 2. No, no Kingdom, but Hearts, Kingdom um, Hearts Chain of Memories is what you're yeah, thinking of. Yeah, Chain of Memories is what I was thinking of. Um, no, I was going to say it's closer to uh, Slay the Spire, I think, which is a, I think it's a hybrid between a dungeon crawler and a card game that people have loved the whole time that it's been in early access, I think, for like the last year and a half. Um, so if there's an audience for that, and there's a very big audience for that, I think this game is going to do just fine. Slay the Spire sounds like an inappropriate euphemism. Uh, um, and next announced on the the Nintendo indie highlights was uh, Inmost coming in 2019. Hey girl, trying to slay the Spire real quick, though? <laughs> Stop. <laughs> um, Inmost looks cool. I don't know if it's going to be for me. Like, it I, looks like, I kind of, I don't know. I don't know what the game is exactly. I mean, it's like a 2D. It is a 2D game, but like. Platformer slash almost Dead Cells looking game. That's. A little bit and some of the That's the thing that like, I'm confused about because there seems like there's a lot going on in just like the home in there. Like, it, it seems like the one of the characters has like a daughter or something. And I don't know, you're maybe trying to take care of the daughter while also fighting off these demons. And then there's a whole other character who looks like a knight and he's bouncing off of walls with a blade. And I just don't know what that game's trying to be exactly, but I'm excited for it because it looks freaking cool. Yeah. I don't know. It's I was more struck by the. The the art style of it all, mm -hmm. but I don't know. I don't know. What the art style is. and the animation looks great. The way that yeah. like those shadow monsters like reach out is really, really great. Um, let's get into the next news story, and that is Dreams. Dreams is back on everybody's radar, I think. Yeah, well, they just released the beta, uh, which is what mm -hmm. or they released the beta recently and people have just been there's supposed to be an NDA. People, people don't care do about do not NDAs. care about the nope. NDA. <laughs> which hey, good At press all. for them. Yeah. But yeah, Dreams is the the new Media Molecule game that has been coming out for four years now. Um, How dare you? People, First of all, it's been six years. 
First of all, <laughs> <laughs> if you're going to throw shade, throw it the right way. Uh, uh, oh people my meet, fucking god, PT it has Dead Space. Yeah, it was. Oh no, it was at the reveal event. It was at the reveal event. Oh yes. no. Yes. Oh, but that game. it might be worth it though because look at these things. People, so people have been um, putting out their their dream creations, um, and a couple notable ones. Somebody remade PT in Dreams, and it looks shockingly like. If if you like presented it to me and didn't tell me it was dreams, I would have thought it was PT. Like that's how good it looks. Um, and then somebody else made uh, Dead Space, which also looks incredible. Um, yeah, no, that Dead Space one looks also. Really good. Uh, I'm looking at a tweet uh, with the Dead Space video, and it has 666 likes. And so, um, hmm, yeah. So I want to know, know how long Christians these things take to actually create. Them. I mean, yeah, how- and also the depth to which you can go because like. There was like a huge Debbie Downer on the Twitter thread of the Dead Space video. He was like, it's just one looping animation and one room and a character costume. I want to see combat. And I was like, man, you're, you're a loser. And I was like, well, I mean, I mean, kind of, I, I, I get where you're coming from. <laughs> oh, yeah, I know, like, that's fair. Like, I wonder what that looks like and how long it takes to do like combat and yeah. how deep that can go mm-hmm. compared to like more like um, visual and audio things. You yeah. Know? And like my thing is, even if it is, even if like the, I'm sure, I'm sure at some point you can you can replicate somewhat um, good like shooting combat because they have those tools in there um, from what I've played at like packs and stuff. Um, but even if it is like a thing of like people are able to just recreate like rooms or environments and stuff, and that like that at least like gives um, that gives good tools to, to make like walking sims or like cool narrative games, which is probably like. I think for me is are, is one of the more exciting parts of dreams. Um, Cause like, for, like if I was to make a video game or to attempt to make a video game today, I think I'd, I'd want to make like a walking sim. That might just be me just cause like, I think that that has like a lot of um, good potential for, I guess, I guess storytelling. Um, and so I'd be able to play people's kind of creations that are stripped back in that way. It would be pretty fun in dreams, but dreams, but yeah, I'm, I am curious to see like, can you remake the dead space combat? Like, can you, uh, can you put Norman Reedus in in PT in, in Dreams? I mean, you probably can because you can mold any character that is to true. Look exactly how you want. Like that's probably how they got the the armor even for for Isaac to look like how it does in that video. Mm. They probably sculpted it and painted it over. So you can probably get if you have like the eye for it, you can probably get really extremely like. Hey, let's sue you close to yeah to those games. And it's so it's interesting. And I, 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 we should probably read this question uh, before I even talk talk about this next thing. Because um, Mike Calcaterra asked uh, asked us, do you guys think there will be any repercussions regarding people make remaking games using Dreams, like lawsuits against Sony or Sony possibly going as far as to ban accounts doing it? Um, because like that's weird. It's if you make Mario. In, if I just made a Mario Odyssey level with Mario and like in, in dreams, you can also capture audio and input audio into your levels and all this stuff. And like you can mm. record and you can do a lot of stuff. Right. Like I'm pretty sure in the PT game, um, whoever made it, I'm pretty sure they took like audio cues from PT, the game and put it in their PT level, which. Okay. At that level. Yes. Yeah. That seems like infringement. That seems like you find that user and. And like ban and them or like ban them, remove their work, and if if they try it again, like file. But it's a like it's weird though, right? Them. Because like 
people upload their PT gameplay onto like YouTube and like at, at like what point is it like is dreams what do they can do they really consider themselves like a game publishing platform or is it just like a space yeah like there are they just their own like cre- creative space for people that's, to that's my thing content? like going into it like i i wonder and i worry about how well they're going to be able to curate things in this game because i feel like it's it was one thing when little big planet 2 was like you can link levels together to make a whole game mm-hmm. and also then basically give people an engine and say you can actually remake a whole game if you wanted to like down to the down to the audio from the character down to the audio cues down to like exactly how this thing look like at, at some point i wonder like how how you curate that and how you market that Holy and also cow. like if I don't know, like, what if people start wanting to profit off of it? Like, I I don't know. Does like Media Molecule be like, hey, we're we notice you guys are developing whole games here. We're gonna spin this off into a marketplace. Like, then what do you do with a marketplace that's like oversaturated with things that are remakes of other things and are directly yeah it's ripping like, elements from that it is a weird thing that can snowball and that there's probably a whole rat like rabbit hole we can go down and like i've, I've heard ideas before of like what if because this is a play this is a playstation first party game and so like what if like playstation opened up a new tab on the ps store that was like curated dreams creations that you could play mm-hmm. for free um and it was essentially like like they, you went into it with the idea that like whatever you make on dreams uh you won't be able to sell like you can upload it as a free game if you want but it's all it's all mm. going to be um so mm. i'm reading a headline from ign from 2015 this is why i said holy cow like 30 seconds ago this is from 2015 everything made in dreams can be exported to unity hmm. or 3d printers oh interesting wow I wonder if I wonder if I don't know if that's still true. Yeah, if that's still true, still then that's that? wild. That's Ooh, gonna be that's why I was wild. like, holy cow. I'm gonna be playing PT on my PC. Holy shit, that is yeah, mm. PC PT. What you what you know about PC PT? <laughs> you know what PC PT? I don't know. I knew you were gonna go there. <laughs> mm. Yeah, so dreams might be like dreams might if be dreams like, lets you export your creations. It will become an addiction to me. Oh yeah, Alan's about to make because him, right now Alan's about to be like, "Yo, if if Cliff Blazinski can't give you give me lawbreakers, I'll make lawbreakers myself." Right? <laughs> I mean, you could you you oh could maybe gosh. do that. Yeah. Like if if I can export things, that's a whole different ball game. Because what what I don't want to spend all this time on stuff, and I I'm sure I'll still do it and have some fun making some small stuff, but like. I don't want it to only, I want it to like be able to like people actually play it without mm-hmm. like having being locked into dreams engine, you know? Yeah. yeah. And, and it also, does make a lot of sense for them to open it up to unity or whatever. Um, if also that just is, like, like asset creation in, in that might be even just simpler and more, it, not even simpler, but just more, uh, you, I feel like you can actually craft an asset to be exactly what you would want more so in dreams than you could in unity and then like yeah exporting that into unity mm-hmm. and replicating that all over like you could easily populate a level with that, that that makes me curious because like i've heard things about like um like the asset sharing that, go, that goes on in dreams where like you can and like i think a lot of it is for like 
experience points in RP or whatever whatever it may be, where you can create a tree and upload it. Um, and people like who are making a, a level that's like outdoors, people people can search through and be like, oh, cool, I'm going to use Blessings mm-hmm. Tree that they find mm-hmm. and put in my level. And, and like whoever plays that level, you get you get um, experience points and I'll get experience points because I made the tree. Yeah. And, like, how does it's that... such a weird it's such a weird thing because it's just like, yeah, normally you would pay for those because a person worked on that and they would get money. But instead, this game is going to. I don't. I don't want to turn it into like a labor argument or anything, but mm-hmm. it's just like these people are working on these assets and they're just like freely available. And they don't get compensated for it. But don't you have to make them like experience? Well, uh, well, yeah. You, if you, if you're uploading them them yourself, then yeah, you'll have to make it available yourself. Um, but then it's the thing of like anybody can use it, and then like if somebody takes that uploads it to unity puts out the next mm. celeste then it's like yo that's my tree yeah. <laughs> like, 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 i'm very cu- I'm, just, I'm just very curious on how, how this stuff can play out because i because at, at a certain point like in like even if we, we got into like the labor conversation right like i think i really like the idea of being able to do this stuff at like a widely accessible level where anybody can get in and it turns and it's more of like a fun thing where it's like hey let's create for creation's sake mm-hmm. and have fun and do all this stuff yeah. um but then like i don't know there like there is a certain it's gonna evolve it, is the thing yeah it's gonna evolve and at a certain point it get, it gets to a point where it's like okay how do we how do we manage this and one yeah. like if you get to that point that means dreams are successful um, yeah. And so shout out to Media Molecule if you get to that point. But also if you get to that point, it then turns into a whole can of worms of like how do you mm-hmm. how do you manage this? Like mm-hmm. what it, yeah. How do, how do I make it so that my tree I get I get the credit for my tree that's in the next list, you know? I mean I also say I, Wired also has another article by the way confirming the unity thing. Hmm. She's interesting. Well, and also though. also to your to your point uh bless. I I imagine there might be a stat track feature mm. where you can probably see like who sees your asset and who not who downloads it necessarily but like how many people have seen it and how many yeah, people yeah. have downloaded it um and i think and i don't know if this is true but if if media molecule just goes like full like open source with it you can probably download people's games and then probably go into a level edit thing and actually be able to see the credit behind who did what in hmm. like whatever yeah. like i imagine that's a feature that they're either thinking of should be thinking of or is in the game already yeah because otherwise sense. i don't know like how you get away with this fucking marketplace of free assets that apparently nobody's gonna be credited for like that's imagine, imagine that's a whole Death conversation Stranding. they don't want to get into imagine playing death stranding and you see an OKB's logo on a mountain <laughs> <laughs> it's like wait a second i made this mountain <laughs> like oh my god that'd be that'd great be awesome <laughs> Wait, I see another question, a hmm. uh, dream-related question that came in. Brandon Wilson asks, isn't Dream just a high-budget Roblox? How dare you? God damn it. <laughs> I hate you. I hate you. Don't do this. Oh, shoot. Somebody worked six years on Dreams for Brandon to ask about Roblox. <laughs> That's great. Mm. Sorry. Mm-mm-mm. Man, I think my just this podcast alone is 
increased my hype for dreams quite it's, a bit. It's weird. I, like I remember last. It's PSX, an interesting thing. Like last PSX, I remember being like, I, I left that PSX super hype, and I was like, "Yo, dreams is the future. Dreams is everything." And then like, kind of time faded by, and I kind of like forgot, and I kind of lost the hype. And then I played it at PAX, and like, I wasn't really impressed by the creations I played. But yeah, like seeing stuff now and seeing that, like, okay, yeah, people really are like this tool really is is malleable as they're kind of advertising. That's that's pretty exciting. Yeah, I'm excited. Hmm, 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 hmm. I'm wishing I signed up for the beta now. Because yeah, kind of same. Yeah, man. And you can okay. make music in it. Imagine playing yeah. Death Stranding and the beat you made just <laughs> comes on. <laughs> yeah, for real. It's like yo, Kojima. I didn't know you were messing with my beats like that. Dang, dude. Mm. I know Kojima like trap. You think <laughs> Dreams might like have the potential to be a place where, like, studios go to to see who they should recruit for their games? Oh, for sure. Because, like, I think I've heard some of the things about, like, Mario, maybe not Mario Maker per se, but, like, Mario, um, or maybe I'll just take it away Mario from Mario. Paint. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Mario Paint. No, like, um, ROM hacks and stuff. Like, mm. uh, what's his name got his start from, like, Earthbound ROM, uh, ROM hacks? Uh, Toby Fox. Um, oh, did he really? Yeah. Um, and that wasn't necessarily him being recruited. That was kind of like him, like, getting his feet wet and then, like, taking off. But um, I'm pretty sure, I, 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 what's his name did uh, Sonic uh, hacks? um the guy who did sonic mania uh something whitehead christian whitehead i think his name was um it's something like that I don't something like that uh he did um a, a bunch of like sonic fan creations um and i know for a fact that like people will get hired off of that stuff and so this i'm pretty there's another guy i can't, I can't remember his name got hired off of little big planet uh stuff he did in there i can't remember where he got hired from but i remember his story very vividly where he was making some dope little big planet creations it might have been the guy who did snake pass I think the guy who did Snake Pass got hot off of um, Little Big Planet. I will look into that. Yeah, it might be hard to that find. That sounds familiar. I feel like I saw him at a panel or something. I feel like I, don't I know definitely saw that. that guy at a panel. He was at the kind of funny panel at my first East, I think. Oh no, I listened to the, <laughs> the playback of that. Uh, <laughs> That's uh, what okay. it was. <laughs> I wasn't there in person, um, but yeah, that man. When do you guys think Dreams comes out? I mean, I think this beta indicates that it's finally in the place that it needs to be to come out later this year. I'm going to predict yeah. summer. I could see summer. Yeah. I would love summer. Mm. Also, I want to pick this game up now. Roblox is already Never out. wanted to pick this game up before. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Blessing. Tell me about um, these U.S. video game sales reaching 43.4 billion last year. Yeah, so U.S. video game sales reached 43.4 billion last year. Uh, According to Reb Valentine at GamesIndustry.biz. Yeah. Well, this is like a re... Um, like she basically NPD. basically MPD re- uh, released uh, numbers for last year. Matt um, Piscatella himself. Is that again? This work. Matt Piscatella himself. Yes, Matt Piscatella, the, the, the homie. Um, he made a whole thread on Twitter that I was going to go off of um, but uh, gamesindustry.biz kind of um, compiled it in a way that I feel like is easier if I just read it verbatim. And so this is coming from Rebecca Valentine of gamesindustry.biz. Uh, go and give them a click because I'm straight up just going to read this article because it's just all information that I find interesting because I like numbers. Um, but I'm sorry to bore everybody else that's here. Um, essentially, the article goes, the U.S. gaming industry broke records in 2018 as it reached an estimated $43.4 billion in sales, according to the MPD group. That's up, that's up 18% year over year. 
Hardware revenue, including peripherals, reached $7.5 billion, up 15% year year over year. And software revenue was up 18% year over year uh, to $35.8 billion. This number, as well as the total sales figure mentioned above, are estimates of total spend across all channels and categories. The numbers in MPD's full analysis uh, reported on below are based on full physical data and partial data. Uh, from participating retailers. Per MPD's data, an annual spending on hardware, software, accessories, and game cards was up 13% year-over-year to $16.7 billion. Um, For the month of December, overall spending reached $3.4 billion, up 2% uh, year-over-year. So basically, like, things are looking up, video games. Um, In hardware for 2018, MPD's data shows hardware spending up 8% year-over-year to $5.1 billion with gains across all three major consoles and -and plug-and-play devices such as the the, uh, SNES Classic. The Nintendo Switch took the throne as 2018's best-selling console, both for units and dollars, um, which is pretty noteworthy. Uh, I'm going to skip over uh, the top 10 selling games of 2018. Uh, We're starting at number one, uh, and this is physical and digital for select partners because not everybody re- not everybody reports their digital sales um or piece and pc sales and so I'll, I'll note the ones that don't include what um so number one that's red Dead redemption 2 um which doesn't release on pc but that's across physical and digital uh number two is call of duty black ops 4 uh and they don't report pc sales or this isn't including pc sales i should say uh nba 2k19 is number three number four is madden nfl uh 19 uh, pc sales not included number five is super smash brothers ultimate digital sales not included um which is very noteworthy because super smash brothers came out in december um and so like compared to games like um I guess all Monster the, Hunter World, which came out in January. Yeah, like all the other games came out like earlier in the year. Like Super Smash Brothers Ultimate was like the last big game to come out, and that's number five overall for the year, which yeah, is that's wild. Crazy, and that doesn't Without include digital. digital sales. And that doesn't include digital sales, which is bonkers. Um, and it's an exclusive game for the Switch, which is mm. even more bonkers because I don't think the Switch has as many units out as like the Xbox One right now, for example. Mm. Um, but that's crazy. Getting there, but. Uh, it's getting there, and it will f- 100% surpass the Xbox One. Uh, number six, Marvel Spider-Man. Uh, number seven, Far Cry 5. Number eight, God of War. Number nine, uh, Monster Hunter World. And number 10, Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Um, and so, yeah, I think those numbers are pretty interesting. I was interested to see that um, Far Cry 5 beat out uh, God of War. It's not too surprising because like Far Cry is like a mainstream game, and it's cross-console until it comes out on um, PC, PS4, and uh xbox um but i would have thought god of war like spider-man beat far cry 5 so i would have thought god of war would have at least beat far cry but it seems not yeah um even though that was like a critical hit um monster Hunter there was a there there was a lot more apprehension going into like god of war's release though um and then god of war like it blew up and that's why that's why like after it released after all the reviews were out sales picked up like quite a bit but marvel like spider-man has as the goodwill of being spider-man and marvel yeah. and so like that 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 thing like immediately sort of skyrocketed to the top yeah 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 uh assassin's nice. creed odyssey is probably nice. is kind of an obvious one and then mm. according to these numbers and these aren't like like so red dead is number one uh versus call of duty but that's not with that's with pc sales not included for call of duty and so i think i would still assume that red dead is beat out call of duty but Maybe I don't. There's a lot of PC players playing Black Ops Four. Yeah, and it's like it's Black Ops, which if any Call of Duty is going to outsell Red Dead, I would think it's Black Ops. Yeah, mm, yeah, it could be. 
And especially like a, a Call of Duty that's just more multiplayer friendly too. Um, especially since like the whole multiplayer genre on uh, on PC at least has switched over to mostly being battle royale. Like having that definitely helps. That mm-hmm. game. Yeah, it's there's a lot of streamers playing it too mm-hmm. constantly. Mm-hmm. Interesting, <clears throat> Alex. Did yeah. you see? Did you see that story? Uh, this is a weird one-off. Um, there was a story on Kotaku, I think, like yesterday, of uh, how Sea of Thieves, because Summit has been playing, has like skyrocketed to the top of Twitch. It's like in the it's top three, one. and like PC sales have gone crazy high. Like people are actually coming back to Sea of Thieves now. Yeah, I I I think I have a theory. They're paying like all those streamers. Cause Summit was playing it, Ninja was playing it, Doctor Disrespect was playing it. Yeah, uh, like at all of the big streamers were playing it. I'm like, hmm, sounds like somebody got paid. Uh, sounds like I mean, Fire Festival. <laughs> <laughs> That's the next episode of Stir Fry. We have to talk about that. Oh man, we talked about it a little bit on on when we recorded uh, Stir Fry for February. I just Damn watched. Oh God! I just watched the Netflix one. I watched the Hulu one before. Last night, I watched the Netflix one. Dear Lord, did that Netflix mm. one put some things in perspective? Because mm, God, mm, mm, Billy McFarlane, mm. if you're listening to this podcast, pull up to my place because we're throwing some hands. <laughs> God, I, I I've never like been so angry in my life. What What was the breaking point for you? The I'm break- gonna remake the Fire Festival inside of Dreams. The breaking point for me was when I realized that they didn't pay the uh, the people working on ground at the Bahamas, mm-hmm. like the people from the Bahamas mm-hmm. that were catering yeah. and doing all that stuff. Yeah, doing like all the groundwork. The lady, um, the lady had the restaurant that was feeding everybody, yeah. and like basically lost her whole livelihood because of it. Yeah, like she had to like essentially pay her people like fifty thousand dollars or something like that out of pocket to like her workers because they didn't get paid by, by um, the fire festival people. And like, that was like her, her like life savings and like, God. And she like reminded me of one, one of my aunties. And so I especially felt it. Mm. Um, yeah. <laughs> Billy McFarland, you or Ja Rule. Oh, if I see y'all, it's on site. Maybe not Ja Rule. Yeah. Cause I'm sure you have no, guards. No, you put out the tweet. You already put out the tweet <laughs> threatening Ja Rule. You can't take that back. I've never like felt the, I've never felt compelled to threaten people on social media before. <laughs> Until I watched that documentary and I was like, yo, Ja Rule, like, let's go, man. You and me in the oh, ring. Man. Next album he puts out. I'm putting out a diss track. a bad review. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's get to the topic of the show, guys. The We Shop channel is closing down yeah. this week forever. So let's take a look back on the legacy yeah. of the Nintendo Wii. So this is a topic I suggested, and I'm kind of forced on you guys uh, since the way it was replying to me in the group chat. Um, I was in a four-hour meeting. I'm sorry. I'm uh, a new podcaster. You. I have no fresh ideas. I'm sorry. Um, but I thought it'd be an interesting topic because uh, I think this gives us an opportunity to talk about the Wii, which we never really talk about. Talk about. And for um, good reason, maybe. And I, I really like the Wii. I feel like the Wii gets hated on for a lot of reasons, and a lot of those reasons are probably probably right. But also, like, I feel like it's a revolutionary console. So I have some bullet points here. First bullet point being, uh, it's the third best-selling home system. Um, that's not including like handheld stuff. Um, but it sold at least at the time of recording, it had sold 101.63 million units. Um, oh, only behind the PlayStation Two, uh, which sold over 155 million units. Um, oh, and the original PlayStation, which was uh, 102 million uh, units, and so it, it, it could maybe still surpass the place the PlayStation. I don't know. No, I don't no. know if, you don't think no. people are buying Wii's? Wii's are not being manufactured anymore. You don't know that man somewhere in Venezuela. <laughs> Venezuela. <laughs> they, could be, 
Like Venezuela's busy Venezuela. going through a coup right now, or like yeah, I think the beginnings of a coup at the moment. Yeah, they're they're a little too busy for the Wii. Oh no, man, Chile. You don't think they're buying wheels or Wii's in Chile? <laughs> so, um, but I yeah, think they're, they're buying Soldier Boy consoles. Oh man, oh, no. <laughs> Whatever happened with that? Um, Soldier Boy. <laughs> Uh, Nintendo He's under, basically yeah, threatened Soldier Boy <laughs> in the DMs. <laughs> Could you imagine getting beat up by Nintendo like on the playground? Could you imagine Reggie <laughs> holding Soldier Boy by the neck with a fist up? <laughs> God, that would be. I would never be. I'll, I don't. I think that'd be the most frightened I've ever. I've, I'd ever be if I saw. If I looked up and I saw Reggie above me, like with his with my collar. In Has his anyone hand. done that meme on on Twitter yet? Not yet. Like the Sasuke it's, meme it's, with it's Soldier Boy and Reggie. I'm about to do that tonight. Yeah, if you're listening, <laughs> please make me- memes of Reggie Fizeme, this American soldier boy, please, please, for my own well-being. Um, but yeah, one of the most su- successful home consoles. Um, another bullet point I have here: uh, it's the first mainstream console to primarily. Use, and these are all like these aren't really these are all bullet points I made myself. I didn't necessarily like research these, except for the numbers ones. I researched the numbers one. Okay, I I, I was a little worried when you said that. I was like, did you, did he just make up the numbers? <laughs> yeah, then? I made up the fact that, that the PlayStation Two sold over 165 million. Uh, uh, we uh, the Wii is the first mainstream console to primarily uh, utilize motion control. Uh, games like Wii Sports, Wii Play, and Mario Kart use motion control in order to provide accessibility to casual audiences and infiltrate a wider market um and so yeah a big reason why, a big reason why people bought the wii is because that uh th- those their motion controls and playing the wii sports which i pl- I played wii sports way too much i did too that was really yeah. the first console that that i ran across that like people were buying consoles that i ha- like i didn't even envision these people ever owning a video game system at all mm-hmm. ever mm-hmm. and uh yeah they're going out in there so they can play wii bowling or whatever yeah yeah. yeah, the Wii became like a weirdly uniform thing yeah. for way too many people. I could not go to a house without a Wii being present. And also like Netflix first blew up like on the Wii yeah. too. I yep. didn't know so that at an, all. Th- that's the next bullet point I have here. Uh, Netflix was released as a downloadable channel for the Wii on October 18th, 2010 uh, in Canada and the United States. A survey conducted by Nielsen revealed that 25% of Netflix subscribers used the Netflix channel uh, on the Wii as of July 2011. That's so like, crazy. yeah, when Netflix, when Netflix first became an app, the Wii is where it blew up. Yeah. Um, I, I, had, I had a disc I had no too from what I remember. Yeah, I think like it, it did have a disc, didn't it? It had a disc at first, and then it was released as a downloadable channel, from what I remember. And yeah, people loved... I mean, people didn't love Netflix on the Wii, but everybody who had a Wii, yeah. and everybody had a Wii, was using it for Netflix. Because like the, the big reason why the PS2 blew up is because it had a DVD player inside of it, yep. and it was like cheaper than DVD players. And so like people would just buy the PS2, just be like, oh yeah, I can play DVDs yeah. off this. People um, always come to these systems for like games and stay for like the multimedia things that they could do with them. Yeah, like people, exactly. People love the, uh, people. I think people use the the PSP mostly because like they could hack that shit. Yep. Uh, and make it do literally whatever the hell they wanted except play PSP games. Yep. Like I, I think I watched Spider Man three for the first time on a PSP. Hell yeah, you did. Yep. Um and yeah, the Wii. Um, I forgot what I was gonna say. Oh yeah, no, everybody had a Wii in their living room already, and so like mm-hmm. when Netflix was becoming more ubiquitous, um, that was kind of like people were like, oh, I can just get this in my Wii because people weren't like rocking with like the the um Roku's like that in two thousand ten. <laughs> people weren't rocking with Apple TVs. <laughs> no, no, not really. Yeah. Um, 
I went to my in-laws for Christmas this year and, for, and realized Roku's were still a thing. Oh, dude, like, oh, yeah, Roku's yeah. are very much yeah. still a thing. Yeah, Roku's, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they constantly coming out with new um, versions and stuff. That Roku is very much a thing. Yep. Mm. Um, popular games included on the Wii. Uh, so we talk, we said Wii Sports, uh, Mario Galaxy, Super Smash Brothers Brawl, uh, New Super Mario Brothers Wii, Mario Kart. Uh, I guess Mario Kart Wii is what it was called, I, I believe. Um, Zelda, Twilight Princess, Skyward Sword. Ooh, Golden. The Eye. Last Story. I put um, Golden Eye there because I didn't see it there, and Golden Eye was a very good game yeah. on that. It was also the first game and the only game that made me actually go out and get the pro controller so nice uh and then i had another bullet point with more notable games um that weren't necessarily as popular but still pretty cool on the wii uh no more heroes xenoblade chronicles the last story resident evil 4 which probably the wii had probably had the best version of resident evil 4 because the controls were actually not garbage um mm. i'm sorry for people who love resident evil 4 but <laughs> <laughs> uh warrior's move moves um tatsunoko versus capcom and uh mad world and there's some more um but those are ones i just had off my head um, Shout out to you for putting Tatsunoko versus Capcom, dude. I that game is so underrated. Tatsunoko Heavily versus underrated. Capcom is so fun, and like they made mm-hmm. the the special moves like really easy to use on the Wii mm-hmm. which probably helped mm-hmm. a lot. But God, that game is really cool, and I hope they make another one for Switch. We are never getting another Tatsunoko versus Capcom. That's true. Put that I do out want of your like, head right now. <laughs> I do want a like something versus Capcom. Like so, I think I heard on a podcast somebody say like Jump, like Shonen Jump versus Capcom, and like mm. anything like that. Like give it to me. Like I'll take it. I'll play it. Why Capcom? Do you have beef with Pac- with Capcom? <laughs> I, I guess so. Yeah. Huh? I just want to be a Capcom character. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. You do what you need to do. Um. Fuck, man. I haven't. I haven't played my Wii in. Well, I don't have a Wii anymore. My Wii was like the one system that I did still have, and then I had to give it up to my brother's girlfriend for her little brother, because um, they they just wanted one and I wasn't using it. Um, I think the little kid immediately like snapped the Golden Eye disc in half because he's a monster. Oh no! Um, but yeah, he he got a kick out of it. I remember playing uh, Pokemon Battle Revolution. Yeah, and I played that, that too. Was, Yo, I was all about that game, and then like it hit me two months into having the game that I needed Diamond and Pearl to play the game. Yeah, otherwise you could not play that game. That's why, uh, I, like, I had it. I tried to play it. I was like, oh, I can't. I don't have it. I don't have Diamond and Pearl. I literally can't play this. Yep. So uh, sad. Other other notable game that's missing here, uh, Mario and Sonic at oh. the Olympic. Dude, I played that. So in my high school, um, there was a club. There was like a gaming club that you can go to Mm -hmm. during lunch. That was like me and like four other people, Mm -hmm. (laughs) and we Mm -hmm. played Mad Mario Sonic at the Olympic Games. I am super familiar with this. This is is literally my childhood. (laughs) You also forgot Animal Crossing City Folk. Ooh, put it, City Folk. Put it. I'll, I'll, I'll edit. I'll edit the list. I mean, this isn't like a. We're not making like a top ten. You have to like. No, no, I'm just no, putting them here because I want everybody to get recognition. Oh, yeah, this is for this is for later. Um, oh no, yeah, this is for me. Uh, what else was good on the? Oh, uh, Red Steel and Red Steel. I guess 2 Red Steel, was. Red Steel. Red Steel. Mm. Um, yeah. Red Steel Two was like the first game I think to utilize the Wii Motion Plus, and then the only other game that really used it was Skyward Sword. Yeah, which was. How, did you guys have any feelings on Skyward Sword? Did you guys play it at all? No, what? I did not play Skyward Sword. So. I played Twilight Princess, and Twilight Princess is like till now, like it's my second favorite Zelda after Breath mm-hmm. of the Wild. 
Uh, mm-hmm. I love Twilight Princess. I played it on Wii. Uh, I tried playing Skyward Sword immediately after, and I've never like had such whiplash from being like, yo, I love this, to being like, this is not fun whatsoever. Mm-hmm. I did not like the motion controls. Um, that game like took forever to start, which Twilight Princess also took forever to start, but mm-hmm. Skyward Sword just took forever to start. Um, I have so, a yeah. friend who might listen to this podcast because he he listens to our stuff and he reads the articles and so thank you juan um i think he's even a patron um he came into class i think it was algebra um they like whatever year that came out i think it was 2011 uh either that or 2012 um and i remember him coming into class and he was so excited about the fact that he had bought skyward sword just before coming to class and he was sitting on his copy oh, all day that he like took it out of his book bag and he he raised it in the air as if it was the master sword that's awesome like to charge up and i just remember thinking like what a dork from the back but like also he was so excited Dude. about it that i couldn't i could never like take that away from him that was me in um, san andreas i took i took san andreas to school i didn't i never took games to school but i took game manuals to school oh Same. yeah City of Heroes. Okay, I'm glad I'm not the Hold only on. one. You, <laughs> you're calling somebody else a nerd and you taking game manuals to school? Oh, no, yeah. No, that's the thing. Like, I <laughs> thought it at the time, but then I realized I'm I'm a dork who, like, does similar as shit. I think this is around the time that I, I was like... There, Moises. Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, and Juan loves me, so, like, we're all good. He also, doesn't know that I just shared that story. To add to the list, add Conduit 2. Uh, oh I my play, god no conduit 2 was like a first person shooter that was on the wii and it was the first game that made me truly sick like literally like <laughs> i played like 30 minutes of the conduit 2 and i had to go lie down and i didn't know what was wrong with me um because i think we talked about this before you never saw the ending to conduit 2 right no no not at all i told you what it was though do you remember i don't think you told me i did tell you i don't remember what it is then at the end of the conduit 2 there's like a portal that activates and like the fucking presidents of the United States from the past come back. <laughs> and it turns out that they've been fighting in like an alternate timeline or something. They've also been fighting the aliens. That's awesome. So I, I literally think that. it's I, I think it's like Abe Lincoln in front and like George Washington on his side. Dear God. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot. That's messed up. But like the thing I remember <laughs> I remember uh sitting around one day uh talking about black ops with my friends. And like we we're all like just like raving about the game and like oh, no. my friend was no. like oh yeah like my my kill death ratio is this and that and that and I, was, I, I did this, this the other going. day and that thing I was like oh let me get you gamer tag so we can play it's like <laughs> oh no I play on Wii <laughs> <laughs> and I just oh remember it being the funniest God. thing in the world that's amazing I <laughs> like he just he was dedicated to online Wii blackout did he use <laughs> the attachment black ops. Ah uh, yes he did yes he yes did. I love this that's man that's excellent I never oh, got to play I don't think I've ever seen gameplay of like Call of Duty Yo, on it's Wii. so bad it's horrible it it's horrible terrible. there's there's multiplayer <laughs> yes. yes I think it's like I think it's sh- like smaller number of players because they couldn't handle it's that like much. eight players yeah. I'm pretty sure it's eight players because that's how much Golden I could handle oh no yeah that's horrible <laughs> I forgot about that Metroid Prime so, so okay good. so Metroid Metroid Prime trilogy. Add that to the list of games that are like notable, mm, but also mm. Metroid Other M. Boy, that was a video game that existed. I remember playing I, that and being like, "I'm confused. I'm confused." I want to play that game just because I don't. 
I mean, I've seen gameplay of it, and I just don't know what's so egregious about it. I think it was just people people's expectations for what Metroid Metroid is. Cause uh, I didn't play that much. I mean, of it. it was it was a, it was totally like a different studio taking a different direction. But I thought it was like good for what it was trying to be. Yeah, I didn't play that much of it, but I just remember playing it, and being like, I don't think this is I don't think this is Metroid the what the or I don't think this is the Metroid I'm I'm looking for. And so I didn't play uh-huh. much of it, but um, it's an it's an because I think that's the game that also introduces your suit Samus. Um. Mm. I think I'm not positive. I I, I want to say I think. Um, no, because did Brawl um, come out way before the Rim? Super Metroid, I think, has the escape sequence. I think at the end is oh um, is Zero Suit Samus. Okay, then I sure. am wrong. Then yeah, no, yeah, Zero Suit Samus has been around a while. <laughs> Dang, for some reason I thought it was an other M thing, which is why no. I was shocked that Zero Suit Samus has lasted this long. Um, but that makes more <laughs> sense. More sense. <laughs> Maybe it was the one redeeming thing, but no, Zero Satanus has been around a while. All right. Um, I only know this because I watched way too much GDQ. I'm gonna I'm I'm typing in, in the name of a game onto Google to make sure that I have the name right, um, mm-hmm. because I really want to mention this game because it's hype. Dang it! I While you do that, I just want to say Anthem's cover art is just killer. It's very it's good. so good. It's very good. I said that when it first was announced. I just want to say it again. God, I love Anthem for Wii. Wow. <laughs> Anthem for Wii is so good. So what's what's the name of the game? Well, or rather, what's the game that you're thinking? No, of? I just got what's the name. It? It's called Excitebots Ex- uh, Trick Racing for the oh, Wii. Do you know oh. this game? I do know this game. It is a racing game that is excellent. Mm. It's so odd and so... Like it's obscure and weird, yeah, but it's really fun. It's just like a high speed, like weird, just weird racing game that I don't really know how to explain. But I, you kind of put together your own vehicle and you race, and it's fun. Mm-hmm. It's fun. It's You're so like flying weird. a lot of the time. It's great. You you keep telling me more about that 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 racing game because yeah, I'm I'm about to look through like GameFly and see like what's what's up on this. System. Dude, just watch just watch some gameplay videos of Excitebots. The, that, oh, I forgot about the the Resident Evil Dark Side Chronicles games. Oh Jesus. yeah, yeah. Oh, Shout out to no. the Wii. Um, if you're listening and you haven't played a Wii, go pick one up. I'm sure they're on sale at your local GameSpot right now. GameStop. <laughs> um, I might actually stop by GameStop and see how much one is because I kind of want one. I'd be I'd actually be shocked if you can find like an actual Wii Wii at GameStop. Even though they I mean, do you sell can probably find stuff. a used Wii. Yeah, yeah. You can totally find a used Wii. Hmm. Mm. Hmm. What, what else was here? Oh, there was Punch Out like came back there was on the Wii for one game. Oh, man. But, well, another shout out to Last Story. I kind of like I kind of zoomed over it, but the Last Story is one of my favorite games on the Wii. One probably one of my favorite JRPGs. Um, was really hoping that that um, that trademark renewal was gonna go somewhere for the Switch, but I think it, it might have been the Smash Brothers thing because Zale showed up in World of Light mm. um, from the Last Story, and so That's disappointing. That might have been it. That's very disappointing. Um, hmm. Shout out to Sonic Riders. Which shout out to Sonic comes. Colors. And okay. Sonic and the Seven Rings. Hmm. Hmm. All right, we can move Trauma on to questions. Team. I don't want to, I don't want to hold, hold Alex and Just Brandon dance. hostage. Once we get into the Sonic games, I'm like, all right. <laughs> well, you know, you're not a, a big boy in his blog. Go through the whole library. Dude, I'm down <laughs> to go through the whole, whole library. What was the Sonic I, racing game? I like the Wii. The Wii was... was oh, Sonic wait. Riders? One last, one last thing for the Wii. Uh, the we had uh, Moramasa the Demon Blade. You're right. Which was yeah from the same studio that did Dragon's Crown. It was like the game that put them on the map. 
that game was really fucking good. Mm. Uh, it came to the Vita later, and I think it got more success there. But it was it initially came out on that, and I had to decide between that and some other big game on the PlayStation. And I think I picked Muramasa because I was a loser for my Wii. Let me tell um, you guys about Wii Play. All right, <laughs> Wii Play was the under <laughs> about Wii Sports Resort, the underappreciated younger brother of Wii Sports. Wii Play mm. was great, but people Wii didn't... Music though. Mm. It, what was that? Wii Music. Okay, well, no. We don't talk about Wii Music. <laughs> Let's go to questions. Yikes. Uh, Zeke Herman asks, will Days Gone be good? Maybe. Probably. I think it'll, it'll be pro- good. It'll probably be good. It'll probably be good. It's either going to be amazing or it's it's going to be mediocre. I really, I I really I wish amazing. it could be good. But I would be shocked if it's if it comes out and it's like bad. I would be absolutely shocked. Yeah. But I, I don't think, go with the way I talk about it usually is like there's such market saturation for games these days. Like you have to be better than good to stand out and good kind of blends in now. Like there's plenty of games that are good, but what's great and what's worth my time. And that's how I think about days gone. I'm sure it'll be good, but is it going to be like great and worth my time? My thing, what I really love about days gone is, is like that anxious feeling of this mob of, of bad guys coming after you. Like, I, I've never seen a game capture that quite like they have. Uh, and if it feels the same in game as it does, like just in the videos, like I I, <laughs> I don't get anxious easily, easily. But just thinking of the 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 play of trying to get away with from this huge mob of of zombies is is. Uh, yeah, it makes me a little anxious. You should play Left 4 Dead 2 on the 360. Mm, mm. Hmm. My way of sort of looking at it is I like... Think, I think we have played that together. Like the Kingdom <laughs> Hearts embargo lifted today. And like and I, I can't even contrast it with Resident Evil 2. Like Resident Evil 2, the embargo lifted earlier this week. And it got like nines about across the board. Uh, and Kingdom Hearts lifted today, Kingdom Hearts 3. And it got like, I guess like an average around like, I would say like 8.5, 8.8, somewhere around that. And like... The way people talk about the, um, or at least in, I was chill, I was chilling on our Discord, and people were like t- kind of talk about the Kingdom Hearts three as if it was like, all right, okay, as far as like the way it's reviewed. And I'm like, guys, eight point eight is like a very like excellent score, like, and I I think that speaks to kind of what you're saying, where like you kind of have to be like better than I think you almost you almost have to be better than excellent to, to kind of be to kind of be noticed, right? Like if you're not like God of War, then people are just like, oh well, you exist uh almost even like i think days gone could probably come out and be an eight a seven or an eight maybe even like getting up like to the 8.5s 8.9s um but i i think that the question is like is that enough for it uh to kind of come out and like be what people want it to be but who knows i don't think it'll be bad by any means Alex O'Neill asks, what is the last game for now, excluding Kingdom Hearts, that you went total media blackout for? I'm talking Scorched Earth, blocking people on Twitter, shut me out, don't see a gosh darn screenshot. Biggest thing, why? Big series, general excitement, end of a trilogy. So first of all, have you gone media blackout on a game? And if so, why? Moises. I don't think I have ever gone media blackout on any game, actually. I think the closest thing to what he's suggesting that I've done is when I first played The Last of Us and I didn't go online the whole time that I played that game. Like I just sat down and played it 
And then I came back the next night and I sat down and played it until like I was done. And then I started talking to people again. But I've never purposefully blocked out a th- like a game from my consumption of any media. Blessing. Uh, usually I do the opposite where if I'm really excited for something, I consume every single thing about it. Like Metal Gear Solid 5, for example, I watched as many trailers, as many like as many things as I can, just because like that's kind of my way of dealing with my own excitement. Uh, I think the one exception was God of War um, because like leading into God of War, I was never really a big fan of God of War uh, in general. And so like when reviews came out and they're like 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, uh, I think even like Greg Miller made a video and was like, don't read, don't read reviews, don't watch videos, just play it for yourself uh, because there's some really spoilerable, spoilerable things in God of War. Um, And so I kind of like went a bit blackout on God of War and just played it. Um, I like when I like raced through it um, and I kind of understood what he was talking about after I got to a certain point. Cause I was like, okay, cool. Once you get this, then I understand how you can easily spoil this game. Um, but yeah, aside from that, I don't think I've ever maybe movies, but usually I'll watch them. If I'm really, if I'm that excited about a movie, I'll watch it the day of the, the day of release. Brandon, what about you? I have, I have never purposefully engaged in a, uh, in a media blackout for a game, um, similar to bless. I, I, I try to, I try to be as informed as possible when I'm, when I'm going into a game purchase. So, um, I, I will say, however, that, uh, I'm, I'm stoked for Anthem. I played that. I played the alpha, but I'm intentionally not going to play the demo. And a lot of people are calling this demo a beta. It is definitely not a, a beta. It's, it's, a demo. So they, they're showing off a, a, a section of the game. Um, and it's not intended to be a beta. It is, it's more like a demo that you would download before, um, before buying a game. So I I would view it like that, but I'm, I'm not going to be playing it because, um, mainly because the, the, um, any of the progress that you make in this demo is not going to carry over when the game actually releases. And, uh, I want, when, when I start the game, I want, I want to make sure that, that things are being logged and, and that my time is being, being saved at this point. So, um, other than that, I, I I try to be as informed as possible. So I don't, I don't, I I like to look at reviews and, and feedback and different perspectives and all sorts of stuff. So, no, no blackouts for me. That's totally my thing. I can't imagine going into a thing without knowing what the hell it is. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I am, I am definitely am like, if I'm spending money on something, I want to know it's good. Mm-hmm. So I will watch a lot of reviews. I think the closest thing in recent memory that I, I didn't go total media blackout, but I did. I, I didn't see much before I played it was breath of the wild. I saw like the first trailer at that E3 it was announced and that was pretty much it. And, mm-hmm. And while playing it, I was not, I was actively staying away from spoilers and like tips and tricks. And I was just like talking to people about it, but, and not, not reading things or watching things about it because I wanted to, I didn't, I didn't want to know anything. And we kind of had like this, when we were playing black breath of the wild, we were, um, we would be like, Hey, have you gotten to like this area yet? And like, we, we were very cryptic when we were talking about it. That's probably, and I really enjoyed my experience because of that. Um, 
and I that was probably the last one. I've kind of done something similar with Anthem. I mean, not quite media blackout, but I don't know much outside of like that first trailer. Um, but I am going to play the demo, I think, um, for reasons. And I, and I, I haven't, I just want to know what it is kind of now that I can play it. Um, and I probably won't play the whole thing, but I do plan on playing the demo just to make sure I enjoy it before I buy it, um, when it comes out. But yeah, probably Breath of the Wild. You know probably what? Like now that you now that you say that, I probably went a little bit blackout on both that and Mario Odyssey. Um, like I didn't want to know like any level before I got there. Um, and it's weird. I think it's because those have less to do with like narrative and more to do about gameplay moments and ex- like experiencing like a new world or experiencing like some something different than necessarily like oh this character did this or here's this character moment or here's like this from the trailer. Um, but yeah, I don't, it's weird that Nintendo is, they're the ones that are making games that I'm like, don't spoil this for me. Hmm. Yeah. Um, let's see. Ryan Othman asks, anyone in the Anthem VIP demo that goes live tomorrow? Uh, that'll be outdated by the time we record this. But yes, I think I'm going to to play it. Is that I open think. or is it like closed? No, it's VIP pre-order, so you pre-order the only. game. Mm. Yeah. Um, and Can then I... there's a live a live demo February 1st for can all I can I pre-order on Amazon like now and still get a code into that probably I'm guessing I'm I might look into and that. and there are also friend I, codes too so like the people that oh, have hey. a code also get three friend codes so you may hey, you may yeah. be able you to wanna, find somebody that has yo, a friend code Alex what's good yeah Alex yeah what's up <laughs> what's good Alex <laughs> I'm sorry I will be auctioning mine off for Twitter followers oh my I'm God. sorry <laughs> chasing <laughs> the call <laughs> <laughs> Paul Warren asks if you could Paul give Cobain. if you could give the best picture nomination to either Black Panther or Spider Verse, what would you do? Paul Warren asked that. Spider Verse or Black Panther, which one gets the best picture nomination? For me, probably Black Panther. Even though I love Spider Verse, like it's weird because I like them for very similar reasons. But I think Black Panther, the only fault fault I have with Black Panther is the action. I think I thought you were gonna say the accents. <laughs> in the accents, in the accents, the, the accents have actually grown on me. Um, okay, but I know you really didn't like them. Yeah, I didn't like them at first, but like the action uh, was very like I I I could just see all of, like the CGI. I guess is the way to put it. The like, CGI mm-hmm. was awful in that movie. Yeah, I was like, wow. I hate, uh, like I love the movie, but the CGI ruins parts. Yeah, of it. like there, there's like a part where they're having like a fight in the club, um, or like I I guess it's a club. Yeah, uh, and like. T'Challa jumps up to the second floor from the first floor, and I was like, that did not look real whatsoever. Um, but I thought you were gonna talk about the train scene. Oh, yeah, that the too. Underground, that that too. looked horrible. Yeah, a lot of the CGI did not stick to me, but I think Black Panther, all of the all of the character moments and like the man, even like moments of uh Killmonger uh having the flashback um uh, to like his childhood, um, and kind of like all, all those subtle like more personal character moments um and kind of a uh, kind of way that killmonger uh kind of bounces ideology off of um uh, wakanda the wakandans uh ideology uh i think really resonated with me uh in a really in a really cool way um that said and and i and i guess the, my thing with with spider-verse is also that like I kind of saw a lot of that movie coming as far as like the, the beat to the beat to the beat. Um, and part of it, I think is because it's a kid's movie, but also like, I don't know, there's something about it that I felt was slightly formulaic and people are going to crucify me for saying that. 
Um, that said, I still love both movies, um, but I think I just inch it over to Black Panther. I think Spider-Verse is probably my pick. I think Spider-Verse might be my favorite superhero movie now going forward. Over Iron I, Man 3? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Only yeah, I said it when I walked Wait, out of the theater. Would you put it like, over, um, the best. Actually, I am going to you? Have you seen Logan? Uh, yes, I have. Would you put it over Logan? Yeah. Dang. Would you put it over Dark Knight? Oof. My favorite Marvel superhero movie. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I mean, I might. It just They're so different, you know? totally different moods like uh the brooding the brooding darkness i like dark knight but everything else that would be a great like that'd be a great bracket to do like do like a bracket of all the best superhero movies get dark knight on there logan on there spider-verse on there black panther i guess uh full ragnarok maybe i don't know like that could be a great electros pick one electra from 2008 (laughs) season one on there Oh god! Daredevil with Ben, whatever his name is, Ben Stiller. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) that would be a good one. Uh, Ben Affleck, right? Hey, what was that? What was that um, superhero movie that Ben Stiller was in? What was the name of that? Watchmen. No. Spider Man Two. What was the name of that movie? That's gonna kill me now. Ben Stiller in a superhero movie? Grown Ups? Huh? Green Lantern. I don't Tropic Thunder? Are you talking about the one where he could like um, travel through space Se- and time? Secret Life of Walter Mitty? <laughs> Yo, that was a good movie. <laughs> that was a good Mystery movie. Mystery Men. I love that. Yeah, Mystery Men. Mystery Men. Wow. I have never heard of this movie in my yeah, life. I've not heard it's of this It's got one. a 60% on Rotten That was a weirdo movie. It really kind of sucked. Is this, but, uh, is, is this Marvel or DC? <laughs> <it's> image. <laughs> it was uh, avoid at all costs. Mm. Uh-huh. Um... Mm. um <laughs> yeah, it's a Ben Stiller superhero movie. That's got to be on the uh, list, right? Yeah, well, no, that, we can have that, that to the bracket. It. Yeah, <laughs> we'll put that. Um, it might leave the bracket. The put number two seed. Uh, put that next to Kickass. Ooh, Kickass! Oh, great. Kickass! Yes, dude, I love Kickass. I just haven't seen Kickass two. I think Kickass two is better than anybody thinks it actually was. But that's hmm. I gotta that's, see it. And I also, I guess my I, I really want to see Zombieland two. That's coming out soon. Wait, what? is Zombieland 2 happening? Wait, what? Yeah, Zombieland oh, dude, 2 I love Zombieland. Do you guys miss this? Zombieland 2. Yeah, I did miss this. Yeah. With the original cast? Yep. Oh. What? Yeah. Man, it's only been 10 years. See, no, Zombieland 2, Zombieland. 2019. This October. Oh, no. Dude. Um, we're off track now, but um, I was going to say that uh, Spider-Verse might be my pick over Black Panther. Um. Because I love Miles Morales now. He's my favorite character ever. Um, also, I think the 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 I, like the universality themes of like you can anybody can be a hero just kind of resonates with me a little bit. I don't know. I saw it at a weird time, and it really resonated for me. So I would give it. Yeah, you, ha- you haven't played Spider Man Two on the PS Two. They had the similar themes. They did not. They mm, didn't have mm, those themes. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say I played that game. <laughs> Brandon, uh, have you seen either of these movies? Yeah, I've seen Black Panther. I have not seen Spider Verse uh, yet. Oh, you should see Spider Verse. I was about to say, Brandon's better seen Black Panther. Yeah, I've definitely seen Black Panther. I really liked it. Um, I yeah, I haven't seen Spider Verse yet. I'm I'm definitely looking forward to seeing it. Um, I just haven't haven't taken the. Opportunity How have you yet. not dragged the kids there yet, or 
Better yet, how have the kids not dragged you there yet? Well, actually, um, Alex and his brothers went um, while Alex was here for Christmas. And wow, we oh, invited man, them. Just, wow. They didn't want to go. Took that I did have here. I did wow. have the opportunity to go with them, and I just decided to let them do like the brother thing and and go. Okay. So, it's not a boy's day out without people, though. Well, I mean, yeah, I, I probably should have gone, but I, I wanted them to have like a, a brother thing. So I, I I let them go. That's very cute of you, Brandon. Nah, he was playing Fortnite. I, I was <laughs> playing Fortnite, so there's that. <laughs> so what is it, Brandon? Fortnite or Black Panther? Uh, I would go with... Um, uh, see, see all of the above. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Brendan White answer. asks, does anyone even care anymore that there's a new Shinmu game maybe coming out this year? No. Guys, if if that Shenmue game comes out this year, <laughs> what do you want to do to me? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? Because <laughs> there's absolutely zero way that there's a Shenmue game coming out this year. I know they announced it and they have a date. I don't, uh, I don't know. I heard, I heard somebody's working on a Shinmu game within Dreams. Ooh, that's a good point. That's a good point. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> does Shenmue 3 Shenmue actually 3. have a date? Shenmue 3 literally got a date like a while ago. August 27th. Yeah. That game is not coming out in 2019. I enjoyed mm. Shinmu on Dreamcast, like the, the original Shinmu I, I enjoyed, but uh yeah, I don't I don't I don't and I don't and know that, if I, that yeah, game, I was missing it from my life. I don't I don't know. If Shenmue 3 comes out in 2019, it will be unfathomably just it would be bad. If Fallout 76 and No Man's Sky had a single player baby, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> I don't think that game comes I think that game game comes out and it, it's just the um the wire grid or whatever it was called from un, the Unreal Engine. You just load into that. Once you put the disc in your PS4, and then then your PS4 just starts smoking. Wait, you just I think that's what happens. No Man's Sky and Fallout seventy six together. Like No No Man's Sky is good now. Now, <laughs> I think at launch it was better than Fallout seventy six though. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. What's that new uh, that new moving game where you play as movers? Moving out. Is that the game? I'm pretty sure that's what it's the I one that looks like. I want to uh, play that game, like Overcooked for for moving. I, I feel like that's Shinmu, like just moving. Because isn't that all you do in Shinmu? You play a forklift. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're this just Alex, diminishing all the like, sought after games in this episode. This is why Alex doesn't really like Japanese games that much. <laughs> 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 because they're just so messed up. <laughs> Dreams is just Roblox oh. and Shinmu is just riding around on a forklift. Because like if you just watch <laughs> gameplay of Shenmu or Persona or something, it's like, all right, so I go to school in this game. All right, so this game's forklifting. Like I understand it now because <laughs> you're just doing nothing in all these video games. It's like okay, so I get to talk to Mickey. All right, cool. Like, <laughs> yeah. No, Shinmu is not coming out, and no one cares except for all the eight bit people. It's like why is why is the devil crying in this game? I don't get it. that's gonna do it for this week's episode of the okb's podcast uh thank you for listening if you want to keep up with us this week you can follow me at it's van aiken you can follow blessing at blessing jr 
Uh, follow Brandon at Rebel Red Six, and of course, follow Moises at Platano Ranger. And if you want to keep up with the content in an easy way, just follow us on Twitter at OKBeastNow uh, or Facebook.com slash OKBeast, and we uh, generally post things over there so you can keep up with it on those channels. Uh, if you want to, you can get the show early at Patreon.com slash OKBeast for three bucks a month, or if you don't want to do that and you want to support us in some other way, leave us a review on iTunes, please. That really helps us out. Uh, but if you can't do that maybe head over to your other platforms and and leave them there if you can uh that's gonna do it this week thank you for listening this is episode 128 of the okb's podcast guys say goodbye to the people goodbye to the people resident evil 2 is coming to netflix what that's true